This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. It is the Migs Cash. My name's Steve Miggs. I'm here with... The Reverend in Fuego. Hello! And Glenn Cannon. Greetings! And we do not have a full room of our musicians, which I'm kind of <laughs> sad about. I don't know about you guys. Yeah, I kind of miss them. Yeah! Last week, got a lot of emails so and texts from people saying that was their favorite podcast. I, I, I thought it was our fa- our best podcast. It was so much fun. It was just so random. And It was pretty incredible. Yeah. I, I think I listened to it twice. And Wow! Yeah, it was a lot of fun. I, I listened to the glorious one about four times. Though. <laughs> <laughs> so, <laughs> I couldn't get enough of it, man. That is amazing. <laughs> Fantastic. Yeah, I got a little laptop set up, so I'm hoping that my little... I feel like I'm, I'm part of the NFL analyst because I got a Microsoft Surface, and that's all what they use because you see a little Surface logo oh, on I the got back. you. So I'm feeling pretty fancy. Can you draw diagrams and stuff in the air for our viewers? Yeah, I could. Well, for us, I could. <laughs> <laughs> I could use more our boy. viewers. Yo, we're going to sort that out, man. Yeah. You know. It'll be the playback. I'm living the show in my head movie. He has his little stylus pen out too, ladies and gentlemen. The guy is—he just went pro. Just high tech. Me and Rev are still minor league. Uh, Steve is now just leaps above. Well, you—you so. you, you said how you listened to it a couple of times the last episode. I listened to the last episode a couple of times as well, but I might have listened to the performance of this quite possibly six times in one day. If you guys remember, this is awesome. Oh yeah, yeah. it really came together. Well, it's like Free Fallen was cool too. Free yeah. Fallen was great, but obviously at first we're all trying to figure out what our role is in this little weird. Um, what do they call those? Uh, the Hoot Nannies. Hoot Nanny. Yeah. Hoot Nanny. Yeah, it's a Hoot Nanny when everyone gets together and they just kind of jam band out. I didn't know that. You just yeah. show up with like random. I, I didn't go to college, so. Well, I don't know if that's a college <laughs> word or not. I learned it from Weezer because they they did a yeah, tour. That's right. Called the Hoot Nanny tour, where they went on tour. Basically, I think. Pat, maybe one of the members couldn't tour for some reason, got hurt. So they're like, you know what? Screw it. We're going to go tour and do these things with these radio stations. They're going to enlist the help of all their listeners to show up to, to the, uh, like a small studio, and they all bring their own instruments. Oh, no kidding. And jam with us. Oh, wow. So I showed up with like one of those tambourines that had like a, a head on it, so like you could kind of hit it with sure, a, a sure. stick, because I was like, I don't want to be that guy. And, of course, there was that guy who showed up with a full drum set. <laughs> sure, of course. But <laughs> well, like, he's going to go jam with Weezer, dude. He's yeah, bringing... Right. But people bringing amps, guitars, and they were smart. Like They had like their production assistants or whoever go, okay, you go in the back of the room because you're super loud. So that way we won't have you be picked up that like the big drums. Did anyone bring kazoos? That'd be oh, yeah. sweet. Oh, yeah, dude. People brought shakers, kazoos. <laughs> Everyone I mean, had was something. Was any of it like usable and cool, or was it just a hot mess? Dude, I, you know, they said they were planning on putting out a CD. I don't 
think they ever did. So they I probably would, went back and listened to it. Probably like, listened back. Ah. Well, I bet it was one or two of those. Like, man, this really came together, except for those two guys. Yeah, I you wonder. know what I mean. <laughs> like the guy playing the Inner Sandman riff the whole time we were doing. You know, say it ain't so. Right. All of a sudden, like, dude, like, man, wrong song, wrong band. Everything wrong was cool everything. except for that guy. Let's see. We got Hoot Nanny right here. Let's see if we can find it. Say it ain't so, Hoot Nanny. Ooh, it works. This is technology. I swear I'll get better with my fingers at some point. Excuse me? Just just grinding the show to a halt. I know, right? I'm just that grinding guy. it to an uncomfortable halt. Let's suppose that you're writing a really important email to a Sweet. colleague. Sweet. Uh, now we've got advertising. Yeah, ads. <laughs> so we finally got huh? ads. All right, man. So where's my check? That's all I want to know, man. Skip ads. Skip Free ad. coffee and liquor is not enough anymore, fellas. Wow, Weezer really pulled it together. Listen to this. That is an incredible hoot nanny. <laughs> uh, took guitars, start out two rounds, then we all come in. Uh, Pat will cue us with a four count. Say it ain't so, take one. Yeah, but look at that. Like this, there's like probably a couple hundred people in this. Oh, he's not kidding. He, he's on YouTube with this going. Wow. And there's like 70 guitarists playing this at the same time. Right, every college kid with their acoustic guitar showed up. <laughs> Not bad. It's like church choir going on with that. It's just got like a nice calming presence to it. Wow. People got like those little like the little keyboards that you blow into. Oh, uh, Mike Patton Melodica. Melodica. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> it's like a breathalyzer ignition switch. <laughs> <laughs> well, for the three of us. <laughs> that would be funny. <laughs> play a tune, breathe into this, and maybe you can drive your oh, car. Oh, man. Cop shows up. All right. Breathalyzer. Play Jingle Bells. So, <laughs> back when the Bluetooth earpieces first came out, right? I, I, oh, yeah. I had one. It was handy. I, uh -huh. I always seem to drive a lot. This is when I was still working for a telecom company up in Bothell. And, um... Mark had loaned me his vehicle, and Mark had a blow-and-go. And if you've never experienced the joys of a blow-and-go, you have to give it a concentrated focus of air for like a three-count, and then you have to hum. That way it knows you're not hooking it up to a damn hose or something. Oh, okay. So you, you have to hum as well a pitch. Oh, because I've heard people use like balloons or something like that. And it's like, I who's think got they're... like a mass amounts of balloons? In the, if you have a ton of balloons in the backseat of your car, <laughs> So all the you clowns you see driving are just hammering. Oh, they're all alcoholics. <laughs> <laughs> but um, and it, what will happen is this thing will fire up as you're driving up the road. It's not just to start the car. You'll drive for 20 minutes and it'll beep you an alert. To let you know, hey man, uh, grab the thing off the dash, blow into it, and then halfway through you got to hum. This is not a joke, man. It's a true story. So I got mom and dad on the Bluetooth, and I'm talking with them, and I was moving something, oh, no. so I had borrowed Mark's vehicle, and I got mom and dad in my ear, oh, and that ignition interlock <laughs> thing started beeping, and I'm like, hang on, guys, and I'm, and then I'm, and my mom and dad are crying, laughing. <laughs> what the hell are you doing? I'm like, stop, stop. You're <laughs> and I'm laughing. And I'm like, shut up. It'll shut the vehicle off. It'll shut the vehicle off. Please. You gotta let me in. My dad was howling. Like, I could tell there were tears running down his cheeks. And my mom's like, Roger, shut up. It's not funny. Roger, shut up. He's gonna crash that car. And it was like I'm this. better, son. It I'm was better. like this three-minute ordeal of me cracking up into the breathalyzer and thereby not getting a solid. Did the car shut down? No. Oh, thank I, the God. 
car didn't shut down, but I'm going to say we were getting into the red. We were getting into the danger zone. And my, like, that's awesome. My dad just would not stop laughing. He was dying. And he'd start laughing. I'd start laughing. And yeah. And I'm zipping up five doing 70 towing a trailer full of stuff. <laughs> the, the, the breathalyzer pipes in. It's like, oh, oh the, yeah. Pooper, get off the pot, dude. You got to hum. I'm telling you. I mean, my dad was relentless. He's like, oh, my God. Oh, my God. And I'm like, dad, please, please, just give me a second. And I couldn't just throw my cell phone down and hang up because I had the HAL 9000 plugged into the Borg implant in my right ear. And Oh, my God. Dad, Mom, leave me alone. Dude. I'm trying to give a Hummer here. Yeah, man. Exactly. exactly man. My father's Why do you need to talk to us? voice. Oh, dude. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So anyone out there with one of those ignition interlock things is like, yep, that's true. That's that's happened to me. I've had a couple of buddies with it, and it's just like, yeah, they, they tell me it's like it sucks because like you're driving down the road, and all of a sudden, beep, beep, beep. yeah, yeah, yeah. And, oh. I always want to. I, I never had this happen, but I've always had this stupid fantasy. Like you, you up, pull up alongside a hot chick, and you look at her, and all of a sudden she just has to. <laughs> she's like got that. to <laughs> You just give her the thumbs up. Oh, yeah. Maybe I'll see you at my PO's office. All right. That's not the only thing you should wrap your lips around, lady. Wow. You want to drink some Vicks Formula Forty Four D right quick? You get this motor vehicle moving real fast if you blow into it. Oh my God. So to get back to this. I could, anyway, we. <laughs> I was listening oh, to yeah, Hootenanny. I listened to this so many times. The first time you hit the little bell, I lost it. <laughs> I'm so proud of that bell. I got it right here, too. Yeah, that's right. And then there's Tony, Tony playing the empty whiskey bottle. <laughs> I played this for my wife to explain to her all the weird sounds, and she was dying. She's like, oh, is that what's going on? I'm like, yeah. Oh, it was cool. Like, babe, we polished off a bottle of bourbon in an hour. Well, and then, you know, listening back, and I remember in the moment as well, but Sean, I had said, oh, we're out of, I think I was like, man, we're out of Coke. I wanted to mix a drink. And Sean was like, here, just take this. And then I did a big shot of whiskey, and then I chased it with that soda. And I'm like, well, that tasted weird. It was because it was like Pepsi mixed with tequila. So you yeah. just doubled down. Yeah, and it's I didn't like know. And I was like, ever. And so I just was like, well, that tastes strange. So I finished it immediately because, <laughs> you know, just get it over with. So I chugged that. And Morrison was giving me this funny look. And if you listen back, you hear him say, like, dude, that was yeah. tequila Pepsi that you uh, just. Yeah. I remember that. Pepsi. Yeah. It was like a, you know, a series of. Last dance with Mary Jane. One more time to kill the pain. Every time I play my wife anything that involves your voice, she always has to tell me how amazing your voice is. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, she loves your voice. Sweet. Once man these Bob. <laughs> that's a Frank Zappa joke. I had a feeling it was. I was like, it was a very Mike Patton vibe. Uh, of how the, you threw that in there, and in, I'm like, uh, Mike Patton's knee deep in the world of Frank Zappa, so I, I was like going straight to the influence. I think it's on Chic Your Booty. It might be on Apostrophe. There's a song called Flakes, uh -huh. and in the breakdown of Flakes, Frank does a Bob Dylan imitation where he's talking about the plumber came and ripped him off, and his toilet blew up, and it's all in the Bob Dylan voice, and right in the middle of it, you know, Frank, is he's like, I was told it would be fixed. You just hear Frank say, once some Andy's Bob. You know, so it's a super deep cut Frank Zappa joke that maybe one in a thousand listeners would I get. I bet Ziggy got it. Yeah, yeah probably. Yeah, yeah. Ziggy and that's it. But I snuck that in there. That's like, for you and Ziggy. Yeah, exactly. You know? God bless Matt from Van Epps for knowing right? the words to everything. And he's just got that smooth voice for oh, it. And that amazing Belgian play. Ding! <laughs> Fries are done. And it's so obnoxiously loud.
bummer about this. I never thought that one of us should pull out our cell phone and videotape it. I know. That would have been a cool music video. But, you know, I didn't in a way, think though, of it either, man. maybe the moment didn't need that. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, it was that's a fun true. just get together. Like you said, hootenanny moment. Dude, and if you just go on like the MixCast Twitter page or even on KSW.com, you'll see a bunch of pictures. There's a few shots of all of us crammed in the studio. And that's yeah, basically what the experience yeah. was like. Like 20 people crammed into this little room jamming. And it might be cooler left to the imagination. Sometimes when you see a photo of what actually went down, it strips some of the fun out of it. Yeah. Because your mind will populate this image, you know? I'm, I'm tempted, though, to... um. Uh, grab the audio of this and just take all the pictures that have been posted and make like a little slideshow video. That would be cool, just actually. Just like a cool little memory of that That day. would actually be really cool. You should yeah. do that, man. All right. Yeah, yeah I'll do that this here's, week. Here's more work for you. No, I'm okay with <laughs> That's fun work. You should do that. My house needs painting, too, man. Well, I, don't, I know a guy. <laughs> I, know, I know. I know a guy, too. He might be in your band. Hell of a guitarist. Yeah. I feel creeping Also, a hell of a bottle player. <laughs> yeah, I know. He plays lead bottle like nobody's business. He was outshining most of the jug band. They cut him loose. That's how I got him in the window pane. Emmett Otter was like out. I was gonna say he had an audition. <laughs> That's right. He wanted to be in the River Bottom Nightmare Band anyway, dude. <laughs> Tony was like, man, keep your jug band, Emmett. I'm gonna go jam with that snake. Nice. In, a, in college, there was a jug band. Uh, a bunch of hippie dudes that I used to hang out with and smoke pot with, and uh, Jebediah, Jebediah. Of course, two brothers. Of course, two brothers. One named Jebediah, the other named Elijah. Oh, I was waiting for like Ezekiel or something. <laughs> you know, I bet, I bet their little brother was named Ezekiel yeah. on the washboard. Yeah. Oh, Lucas. And so, picture all these like sh- like what you picture a, ha- a hippie named Jebediah would look like. Super straight, long hair. <laughs> oh yeah. Wearing like rainbow colored overalls, tie dye shirt. Like, wow. Straight up. The mo- oh, hold on. Here's the best part. Yeah. 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 Ladies and gentlemen, the Live Day Misfits. <laughs> Great name for our band. So, these guys look like the hippies. They, I mean, they were hippies. The hippies. I'm mean, sounding like Donald the Trump. Hippies. The hippies are nice people. <laughs> I, I grab by the pee. Yeah. I grab, <laughs> grab a hippie by the pee. Just one of the peas and hippies I grab the peas by. The patchouli. Grab by the patchouli. And I'm it. like this, you know, just clean cut little freshman college kid somehow. Hook, hooked up and hung out with these guys. They were because I had a set of bongos, and they saw that in my dorm room. Like, hey, hey man, bongo kid. <laughs> hey man, we do these jam sessions. Sometimes. You like weed? Yeah, we go to the woods <laughs> and we smoke some pot and, and just jam out. And I'm like. All right, sounds, sounds like a plan. fantastic. <laughs> Sold. I'm like that could quite possibly have been the, the the premise of a horror film. Look, man, don't, yeah, be, right? don't laugh, but we actually eventually will be hugging trees. Yeah. So like, just don't laugh. <laughs> Coming soon to theaters, the hippie killers. Yeah, no wow. doubt, they're actually hippies that kill people. We knew a freshman like you last year. Oh, what happened to him? Were you coming? You didn't really answer. Let's just say it tastes good with pepper. Yes. <laughs> what do you think we use that washboard for, man? Definitely not vegan Got to tenderize here. Him, you know? They had a washboard, though. Well, I show course. up with my little bongos, and I'm all pumped. And I'm like, this is going to be great. I have someone to jam with. And there's a guy playing the washboard, the acoustic guitar. How it, do you play a washboard? I, spoons or sticks, and you drag it rhythmically oh, up and down. Okay, dude. okay. I was just like, yeah. How do you do that? I see some guys rip on a washboard, man. Plus, you get those guys that'll like combine <laughs> washboard and spoons. Look out! Oh well. 
Yeah, it, like it is a bumpkin tornado, dude. Yeah, yeah. Bumpkin tornado. <laughs> bumpkin typhoon. We should start our own like jug band. Yeah, we should. Yeah, we always talk it. about starting bands. <laughs> I know. We never do. We it. have enough band names. We, we have a bunch of killer band names, we man. We do. We just need to put some music down. Oh, I just yeah. I mean, I just saw uh, like an outlaw country band called the Barnyard Stompers. So they're from like Austin or something. They were uh-huh. around. Like yeah, that'd be like the best outlaw country name. Would just be the the bumpkin tornado or bumpkin, bumpkin tornado, bumpkin bump, typhoon, bumpkin typhoon. Yeah. Yeah, you going to see BT? Oh man, I saw him last night. Blew my mind. Guy burned through his own washboard on stage. Yeah, right. Thing. They set the fiddle player on fire. It was happening, man. My girlfriend uh, had a nervous breakdown during the set. Bumpkin jams. <laughs> Bumpkin, Bumpkin jams. This That's this like next song's called jam to "Take like... Your Fingers Out of My Sister." <laughs> <laughs> Just for tonight. <laughs> yeah, all, all the songs are completely benign, but all the titles are remarkably really obscene, like Uncle Daddy and <laughs> you know stuff like. And it's just that. actually about the uncle and the daddy yeah, who are exactly. two separate guys. They're all super suggestive, but totally yeah. benign. Man. We're gonna slow it down for all of you people out there. This song is called "Grandpa's Lap." <laughs> Cousin Tina's Donkey Show. The chorus. Bounce, bounce, bounce on Grandpa's lap. Get in the van. Farm use only. Your brother wanted to go to the dance, too. <laughs> what we're talking about just random ideas. I had a, a thought. I just recently, I, for some, some of you that might not know, if some of you do know, I'm trying to, you know, knock the woman up. The oh, woman being my I wife, didn't know that. so elegant. Yeah, we've been so trying. We, need to, we literally need to set up the glorious remote to help the swimmers swim. We want to impassion those swimmers. <laughs> that is a solid point. I need. I'll this. put the speakers on her stomach now, dude. You want that, baby? <laughs> Get on your stomach. They all break loose. All Steve's little swimmers. Time for the glorious bomb. They all have little superhero capes on, except for that two-headed guy in the back swimming. Real Slow. Watch out, that's the one that's gonna make it. Oh, the rest of them are fighting. And they'll give birth to the Kraken. <laughs> this is my son, the Kraken. Dude! Wow. It's the, it's the destroyer. You gave birth to Cthulhu, man. You gave birth to destroyer worlds. I know, man. Don't hate on him, dude. None of the kids invite him to any other parties. Sometimes it just happens. I've been through three preschools already. Don't hate on him. Dude! He's the just destroyer of worlds. Yeah, look, man. He can play the washboard you too know, sometimes. Well, you know, with all those tentacles, yeah. he, he rips on a washboard. Of course, he did take out the city of Chicago. Just don't. It's my boy. Please. Just be nice to him. <laughs> <laughs> so we're working on it, and it hasn't been working as as well as we planned. I mean, we're practicing, we're having the sex that involves no protection. There's a horrific anal joke that I can make. It may just wow. <laughs> Steve's gonna There's the line in. He's like, we it, it hasn't been working out. We're doing, you know, like I'm just listening to wrong him. Line hole, Steve, oh, dude, wrong hole. Honey, this isn't gonna work. No, no, no. <laughs> <laughs> That's not it. Ah, oh, my bad. Your wife is officially no longer a fan of the sound of my voice. Yeah, only when you <laughs> sing now. If you sing that, she might be okay with it. Wow. Anyway, Go. yeah. Anyway, so we're you were letting us way inside your personal life. So uh, we've been going to a fertility doctor just to see what's going. Going on, whose fault it is. is. Is it that your nuts are a little more boring now? Is that part of the issue? Surprisingly, my nuts are fine. Cool. Uh, you know, the, the, the first <laughs> test, we've done a couple of tests. So, okay. and by test, yeah, I had to go to a room. We've talked about the fact that it's called the Not creepy room. Yeah. I, I'd quote no, Raising Arizona, but he won't watch it. <laughs> It turns out that her womb was a rocket place where my seed could find no purchase. (laughs) (laughs) Wow. Anyway, I'm sorry. No, it's okay. I want to know everything all about this. So you're going to love this. The room at the the Seattle Fertility Center, whatever the hell it's called. There's one in Tacoma. That's the one we went to. Uh, The first time I had to go make my drop off, which was very awkward, right? To go to a room and take care of yourself. The room, I'm not even making this up. It's called the collection room. 
Nice. There's a sign on the door that says the collection room. When you went in there, were there a bunch of bill collectors standing there like, whip it out, bro? <laughs> that would have been funny. You're late on your credit card. Yeah. Uh, the yeah. guy from Comcast was standing there, yeah. you know? <laughs> you purchased seven movies and still haven't paid for them, buddy. Time to collect. Yeah, yeah. Take off your pants. <laughs> so the collection room. So we go and do all that. They do all the tests. And like, ah, it looks like, you know, everything seems fine, but we want you to come back. Like, it seems like you're... You're you're in the window, but you're kind of leaning low on the sperm count. I'm like, all right, whatever, that's fine. Looser drawers. Well, yeah, they don't know what it more was. More strawberries. But, but they're like everything else. Though shows that your 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 swim team is very strong. They're like the Michael Phelps of a string swim team. They're Fantastic. There's just not a lot of Michael Phelps right now. No, so, it is. Let's see. And so I go back again for a second time. Second time, way more awkward than the first time. I haven't had a chance to really talk about that. Oh experience. no, why? So, get there. The first time. First of all, it's very weird to go into a, a, an office, and the minute you walk in, everybody knows that you're about to crank it. Oh, yeah. You know what I mean? Are there attractive women working Yes. There? Oh, that's kind of rad. It's sort of working for me. <laughs> the two like, ladies. Hey, I'm going to go uh, rub one out. You want to slap me on the backside and call me a hooer? And they're like, no, <laughs> sir. Sir, you can now go to another clinic. <laughs> oh, come on. You're the sixth guy that has asked that today. Yeah, the hairy knuckle clinic is down there. <laughs> yeah. You just head there. They have so, booths. <laughs> so the girls, yeah, both very attractive, right? So really? you go in, and it's like, the whole time I'm having a conversation, I'm just like, you know it. Should I just address it? Like, yes, I'm going. Like, I'm here to masturbate. Right. She's like, okay, well, yeah, we'll have someone come out. First time around, they- Have so- someone come out. To grab me to bring me to the collection room. Aha. Uh-huh. Yeah. <laughs> like a glorious <laughs> I wizard. was like, what's, <laughs> what's going on, bro? <laughs> Surprise! <laughs> Surprise! I'm here! <laughs> Take off your pants! He shows up naked and erect. I'm <laughs> ready! I'm here to deposit my sample. I'm ready for my close-up. Oh, God makes us here. Wouldn't that be weird if I did show up in sweatpants and a full stiffy? Oh, yeah. Let's go. Time is now. Like, they don't know whether to look away or slap it with a ruler, you know? <laughs> T-minus four hours and counting before I have to consult a doctor. Let's get this going. I've been thinking about this appointment all morning. Yeah. So the first time around, the, 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 I don't know if it was a nurse. I don't know. I don't know what their titles are there. I didn't get their business card. Collector. The collector. The bone collector. <laughs> Taste tester. Oh. <laughs> Sample. <laughs> Gross. So it was a guy. And oh. I, that didn't bother me because I'm like, okay, he's a dude. He knows what's up. He tells me, here's the here's the, car, the lunch bag. It's like one of the brown lunch brown bags. Baggy? Inside of it's a little container. Oh, so it's not like in the movies where you hand them the container and they can see the evidence. No, you take care of business. They conceal it. And you then put the business in the in the bag. Okay. So that way it's not seen and you just drop it off like as if you're giving this guy his lunch for the day. <laughs> hopefully, hopefully you're not. So the That's second why time I got around, this job. <laughs> so that guy, I think as a guy, you get it. You just kind of don't need to have small talk. You just bring the guy to the collection room. You give him his instructions and you go, see you later. Instructions? Yeah, like, you know. Hi, man. Jerk off. <laughs> Throw a load into this here cup. Don't get you on the bag because I got touch at and, and I'm having yeah. uh, chicken wings for lunch. <laughs> <laughs> and I've talked about this story, the, the, the awful experience of the Wi-Fi doesn't work in that collection room. Not the Wi-Fi. The cell service doesn't work. in the, So you can't use your phone to stream. I was fully prepared. But they have an internet. They have magazines. I just preferred not to touch anything that was in that room. Yeah. yeah. Nothing's yeah. glazed. They're all used. Aerial right. quotes. I don't know it's why. It's like you're back in 1987 and you didn't have a choice. I don't know why you I'm know? picturing a guy like holding his dong like a gun and he's Scarface just unloading on everybody. Or, or the, the, the whole fell in love <laughs> with her. hello to my little friend. Rolled the yes. image up into a tube, put the unit into the magazine tube, and did that. And right. Not that 
you know that you, there's a high risk of paper cut there. But if you're feeling adventurous and you're on enough drugs, you may actually Glenn, hump a magazine. I have something a we need to uh, discuss here. <laughs> I've, I've, I've never done that though. That you remember? Yeah, sure. Yeah. Well, mm-hmm. that might be true too. So, second time around, woman nurse, oh, attractive. Man. Yes. Nice. And oh. wants to have small talk. No, asking about sweet. my no, day. No, 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 How was no. my weekend? And the whole time I'm like, I just want to go in the collection room and leave my collection. She's trying to just help you relax, man. It's not helping. It's making me much more nervous. <laughs> like it's, it's getting in my head a little bit. Like I'm like, gosh. These things as a grown man, you never expect to be up against these kinds of odds, yeah. you know? And you know she's seen it and dealt with it all. Like that's why it's so just normal for her. Not a big deal to her. But to me, I'm like, I don't mind the conversation going in. But I know when I'm done, I'm handing my lunch to you. And that's weird. I don't mm-hmm. know why. It's just weird I, in my I think head. I'd be hella chill about all this. Right after I you really did do. that, too. Like, oh, I mean, I'm pretty I mean, I wouldn't I'm get dirty. Yeah. I mean, you're pretty zen at that point. Like, you're like, oh, at least I am. And it's like, I'm feeling pretty good. Maybe maybe I have to go take a nap or something. Yeah, Here that's you go. what I'd say to her. You I'm know? gone. I'm out. Peace. Well, well, yeah. You know, a good place for a sandwich and a nap. And I'm sure she'd laugh. <laughs> I mean, I would try and have some fun with it. You're a better man than me. I just gave the bag and then left a note in there that says, I have more of this. Call me if you want. Well, what's, <laughs> what's, what's funny, he didn't use the cup. He just threw it loose right into the bag. <laughs> so it's like one of those Wendy's bags where the burger oh, grease leaks through, you know? Man. Never wanted a pearl necklace. <laughs> oh. Hurry up. These pearls are melting. Ew. Sir, well, you did not follow the instructions. I didn't. Well, no, I pooped in the cup and I left it on the counter. Is that not what you wanted? Oh, stool sample. We don't need stool. Well, I'm looking to have an SE kid, so. <laughs> <laughs> so, then I'm done. Again, I had a video pulled up and ready to go nice. on my phone. Well done. And then there's buffering issues. It's like I thought I had oh. it all set. It was paused. So you're I thought you're I rubbing out to that little turning wheel. Oh. <laughs> Honestly, it, it just got to the point <laughs> where I'm sort like, of like something. I mean, you know what? On. Throw the phone in the pocket, close my eyes, and start thinking this stuff. Yeah, spank bank. Yeah, went, went old school and took care of business like none other. Dropped off the stuff. Yes, Glenn. Were, oh, uh, well, what <laughs> didn't want to interrupt? I just, no, uh, feel free. Were these magazines, were they like... Was it like in a convenience store where there's just a huge visible no. array? I'll find a or picture of it. they stacked? Oh, like a you took a photo. Them. Oh, yeah. I took a picture of the classroom. My room. man. Of course. I had to. Yeah, I'm trying to picture this room. Like when you walk in, is there just pornography all over the walls? Like you walk into like a it's, 16-year-old from 1990s paradise. It sounds like one of those booths uh, at the library. You know, where you've got the computer there, and it's super clinical, maybe a stack of magazines, but everything looks normal, and then you start looking at the titles, and it's just like all of the really weird, different uh, things that everybody is into, and it's just, <laughs> oh, yeah. Choose your category. Yeah, yeah. Here's yeah. all those niche things this that is, you need. That's the collection room right there. Well, that's not very exciting no, looking at all. It's well, no, first. it's not so, going to be a porn palace. I will comment. They have a nice, looks like a red oak hardwood floor. There is a leather sofa kind of working for me. I call that um, a Love seat. <laughs> there's a small 32 inch <laughs> monitor on the on the wall. A little table there. Um, there's a bin. There's a tissue bin, which I think is really funny. Did it have the wait, biohazard wait, which waste is the bin are we sticker on it? That little that little box. Yeah. No, that's the lubricant bin. There's Not a kidding. lube bin. It said I had like one of those little labels, like those like the sticker labels, and it just says lubricants. You're this changing is, a, Glenn's you world here, photo? man. No, no, no. Oh I'm yeah, just, yeah, yeah. I see. No, Red this... was in the room with me. Yeah, yeah. He, uh, who was taking? Who was taking the yeah, photo? Who was taking the yeah. photos? Yeah. <laughs> I, you should see the selfies. I took. I just. This looks like the kind of place I would be sent to punish. Be, be punished. No, that's the, that's where you go to collect. Like you go sit yeah. in there, and we're gonna play. You know the the well, booba. It's commercial. a different kind of spanking room. 
I'm into that, but I don't know. This looks very so. Okay, well, thanks for sharing you, that. Yeah, it's still a medical office. Of They're, course, now it's it's coming to light. I'm holding Steve's phone. This is the same phone mm-hmm, that mm-hmm. had buffering issues, which yes. made at one mm-hmm. point he had his unit in one hand, this yes. phone in the other. That's yes. an interesting thing. And this all just came to me. I, I just, As I just, it, were. it just sort hey, of feel good knowing on the weekends my my wife takes my phone and wipes it down. So <laughs> it's, it's it's clean. Do you know what's right really now? interesting? With holy water. Yeah, you I, just <laughs> Glenn, you just made me realize something. How many guys have done that? With one hand on their phone, and anytime you borrow somebody's phone, yeah, oh, you're just basically grabbing their junk. Never touching well, no, no, another man's phone again. The, the, right? f- the phone would always be in the non-dominant hand because the dominant hand is roughing you, up the suspect. What if you got to switch up? I don't switch up. Oh, you don't? No, honestly, huh. now that I think about it, no. What if you have to take a selfie as soon as you're done, like I like to? <laughs> I have a whole album. Of that. Would you like to see? My phone is safe. My phone is safe, man. The last thing I want anywhere near that thing is. You know, all the things that come out of me, including most of the words I speak, are just vile. I, yeah. don't, I don't want those near yeah, my I've phone. Yeah, I've got nothing. Like, if you went through my <laughs> pictures on my phone, there's absolutely nothing that would, like, make me look bad other than an, an insane amount of pictures of me and my dog. Oh, I've got a few ridiculous, oh, my God, hottie photos. And I'll send them to my wife. She'll be like, I want to be her when I grow up. And I'm like, baby. You know, you you are. You're doing good. The only time I have... I've got some suggestive stuff in my phone. <laughs> nice. I don't... It's weird, though. I don't fap to them. I just sort of collect them. Just in case? Yeah. It's Jeez. just like those locks of hair from the women I've yeah, buried in the desert. You, you know, I just sort of collect them, man. I didn't have anything except for the one time we did the dong challenge. Oh, yeah. Oh, uh, you weren't here for that. The dong challenge? It was the dong race. Yeah. We've only done it once. What, the dong race? We might race? have to bring it back. <laughs> All right. So what we did... This is many, many years ago on the, on the Migs cast. I thought it would be funny if each of us left the room... Went in the office, close the door separately. Take off your pants or just pull your wiener out. Take a picture of your wiener. Not excited, fully unimpressed, just right? fireman's hat sitting on a pair of just, clown just shoes. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Nothing, yeah. nothing glorious about this picture. And then all of us took pictures on our phones, right? And then at the same time, we all texted our significant other that picture. <laughs> and I think yeah. all we could write was thinking of you. Which yeah, is terrible, exactly. Yeah. Which is terrible because it's not even Everyone excited. did this. Yes. Like BJ did this. Oh, no, no. This is on the, on, on the podcast. So it was me, Toppy, Nick, and Rev. Mm-hmm. Okay. So the four of us did it. And then the, the race was who's going to get a response first. And then the bonus was who's going to have the best response. Okay. So. How'd this play out? In a, under two minutes, yeah. Toppy got a text back from from his woman that said "Mama like," <laughs> so he won. <laughs> won, yeah. yeah, he won on both accounts. Yeah, best response. And did anyone get a B W A H A H A H A H A? No one got a. I got basically just the panicked "Oh my god!" because at the time <laughs> she's like at work. Yeah, well, she was going to my school boss for massage text. therapy. <laughs> yeah. Her phone wasn't anywhere near her because they have to have everything off to the side when they're in class. And she at the time had the uh, the texts would pop up on the on the, the on the lock screen. Yeah. Oh, dude. Yeah. Yeah. So there's just dong. On her <laughs> phone without her being anywhere near it. And she's just like, oh my God, I don't even know if anyone saw it. I don't know what's going on with that. And I was like, oh, well, hey. Yeah, Here's the great. best part. Love you. Yeah. Rev and Nick both did not get a text response in the duration of the two hour podcast. Ooh. Yeah. So they're stressing. So for two hours, it sat there. Basically, even well, it usually longer. blinks the image two or three times. Because mine does that. Like yeah. my phone will do that. But no, they hadn't heard the, the, the fact of them not hearing back. So they have no idea how much trouble they're in, how they're going to react. Because <laughs> nothing. I came in second place. My, my wife responded, I think, in under 10 minutes. And it just said, 
babe, someone could have seen this or something along those lines. Yeah, it's just the like, chiding, like, like why yeah. did you do this? What's wrong with you? And right. then I had to respond with, it was a podcast challenge. No thanks to you. I came in second. Dot, dot, dot. Hun, I don't know about your job some days. <laughs> dot, dot, dot. Yeah. Love you anyway. Right. So she, just thought, she thought it was the funniest thing after the fact. Oh, yeah. But it's totally I, funny. After yeah. So we did. That was our dong race to see who would get the response the quickest. We tried to convince BJ to do it, but he didn't want to partake well, in that. To me, the funniest part was imagining BJ being like, all right, man, I'm in. Like, yeah. that to me like, cracks me up. <laughs> Not know? a chance in hell. You know, like, yeah. and Sarah found mom's phone that day or something. Like, oh, dad. You know, I'm picturing this whole scenario. Oh, of so hilarity, good. you know? Here's the great part about it, too. So we go to those radio conventions where we share ideas. And so a lot of times what they do, they call it the Battle of the Bits. And it's a room of 200 radio professionals, morning radio people for the most part, but other day parts, too, going around just sharing what bits on their show worked well. Like, hey, we had an idea where we're going to send a guy to the courthouse, and he's just going to stand outside the courthouse. And whenever somebody is going into the courthouse... They're going to say, hey, why are you going, or why are you leaving the courthouse? And then the funny part would be to get the random response. And that, that was one that I think won a few years ago, and a lot of radio shows have now adopted that bit. That's what happens. Like, a lot of these bits get shared by one person, and then, oh, I love that idea. Go, sweet, like, let's right. do this. Yeah. Yeah, so it's kind of a cool network. Yeah, our listener base will enjoy that. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, right. So, I forget who, I think PJ dared me. To say to the share dunked. the dunk. so and I and I didn't say oh, yeah. it was on a podcast. I just said, "Hey guys, we have a we have, we did a bit that worked real well. Uh, people loved it. You know, just kids thought it was hilarious. Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. You just, set it up as being like the it. best family friendly yeah, thing right. you could do. And I'm like, it's called the dong race, and that that got a little bit of a chuckle. Like, what the is this guy what talking about? What did you guys about? do? Yeah. And then I shared what we did and the place was just howling. Oh, I bet. I don't think anyone I mean, that's done funny. It. That yeah. is really funny. In fact, a couple of radio people pulled me aside after and I go, well, how did they, I mean, what if they were listening when they know and then I found said, well, it was done on the podcast, podcast first, so there was no chance that I'm listening. But also, if you do it, if you time it right, you could do it when you know your woman is not by the radio and then just see what happens yeah. and have listeners guess. Well, I mean, given you the, the, the airtime of your program, you know, if you do it, say, after the 9 o'clock hour, there's a good chance your lady's at work, right? Yeah. So you're, you're off the hook at X o'clock. But what a you know great, what I mean? like, just, I mean, the anticipation of waiting for that text. Like, and we all turned our phones on, so that way when the text came you in. You could hear it right away. All of a sudden you hear... Uh-oh. <laughs> yeah, and everyone's just looking at their phones like, I don't know. Is that my ringtone? I don't know. Right, everyone wants to get that response right away. A, to win, but B, just to be done with this. Yeah. It was yeah. so uncomfortable. Well, oh, and I God. keep imagining that, dude, I just realized that, you know, right under Tawny was Ted. And I sent that to Ted, and it says, thinking of you, and I've got a heap of trouble. I need to go now. i got to make some phone calls. I, like, <laughs> this I is bad. I need to respond quicker, so I won. Yeah. Like, <laughs> I dude, WTF, mine. you know. I didn't get mine until lunchtime for her, which was a little bit later. I think maybe like one thirty or 2 o'clock. It's like Man. a good three hours. Yeah. Now. It was sitting there Were for a while. you starting to sweat? Like, oh, dude, I shouldn't have done this? Yeah. Because at that point, you're just like, oh, is she mad at me? Uh, I mean, we were just uh, boyfriend and girlfriend at that right. point. It had been a couple of years, but I was mean. Is this the, poor pun intended, the death blow? Yeah, right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you were in the collection room waiting, oh, man, oh, waiting gosh. for your results. Wait, we, we derailed. Was there so, more to yeah, One yeah. last thing, because this Please. is what I want to throw out there. <laughs> I didn't mean to do that. I'm no, sorry. it's totally fine. <laughs> I just got engaged and so began yeah, lying. you did. You know. That sums up this podcast. We always go off on these <laughs> random non sequiturs, whatever. Um, so. I'm done. I leave. And as I'm leaving, it's a weird thing also because there's people sitting in the lobby and it's in my head. I mean, for all they know, they think I just went and met with the doctor to get my results. 
Like they they don't know. But in my head, I'm thinking they're all looking at me. Don't you just want to sit there and heckle? Hey man, how to come? You throw one loose in there? How, how many minutes? Was it a dribbler? Or was it a monster? Right. I mean, talk to me, goose. <laughs> we have some stranger that's really uncomfortable. Funny you mentioned. There's a little checklist on the sheet after you sign it saying this was me. Blah blah blah. It says, did you did you have any spillage outside of the cup? And if so, was it during the beginning, the middle, or the end of and, the load release? Yes. And all I'm thinking is... So they need to is, know, like, the initial spurt hit the target, but after that I got excited and hit the wall. They like, want to know that. Yeah. Right. Because they want to gauge at what point the... where Maybe it has to do with where there's more swimmers. And I think maybe just uh, any sort of plumbing issues. Mm. Like, if they're just, like, they... I mean, I'm, I'm assuming that they, you know, through their medical backgrounds know exactly, well, if it happens at this time, if it happens at this time, this means that. I'm imagining, like, the whole checklist, like, did you put a ponytail holder around the base to increase velocity? <laughs> You know, check yes or no. Did right. you? You know, I'm like, oh, well, yeah. Did I you use that. a penis pump? <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> did you scream a rebel yell at the moment of truth? I almost want to be like, yeah, I had a little bit of switch. Like, well, where exactly did it happen? I'm like, I don't know, but I filmed it. So here, watch. <laughs> <laughs> Mostly on my left sock, which I left in the room. Mm. A little so, crusty. I do cartoon eyes on it. As I'm leaving, there's a guy going coming in, and we made eye contact, and it was the. I'm not joking. What's up, bro? Without a yeah, doubt. Right? It was. It was like that nod, like, yeah, you're about to go where I just went. Fist bump. Like, hey. Eskimo you know. bros. Like, so at least that, you guys weren't both at the proctologist. You know? like, you're walking out. Yeah, he's there's walk, a lot worse you're places ghost to be. white with a tear in your eye. I'm walking he just like looks a at your panicked eyes. You know, yeah. I got the penguin walk going. What's up, bro? <laughs> so I make eye contact. You guys and, hug. And all I thought was, what are some things that you should not say to the guy coming into the office as you're leaving? And the first thing I thought of was, I left the couch warm. <laughs> 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 I humped the cushions. <laughs> Dude, if you lay face down, you can put your boner between the cushions and just thrust away. <laughs> You've done that too, huh? <laughs> I warmed up one of the cushions in the microwave. <laughs> it was fantastic. Oh, bro. I just thought about I just I write notes down of things I'd like to talk about on the podcast from time to time. I haven't shared this story yet. Oh, Uh-oh. hook us up. Oh, my God. What did you do? Guys, you're oh, going to no. love this story. It's about a coworker. I won't share who it is. It's not in the programming side. So, uh, Rev, you might know this person. Glenn, Ooh, I'm sure you don't. This is fun. So I'm doing one of my uh, events. Uh, I recently was at the uh, grand opening of, grand reopening of the Fred Meyer. Oh, yeah. In Kent. Somewhere in there. Or Renton. Renton, I believe. I remember promoting that. One or the other. Close enough. So I'm just doing my appearance, hanging out, talking a lot, met a lot of really cool listeners, which was crazy. Usually those kind of appearances are lowly attended. It's rad that you know, your fans come out to see you at Fred Meyer, though. I mean, that's really cool. Mm-hmm. You Bro, know? it was great. Parents with their kids, the kid's rocking a Nirvana shirt. Can you take a picture holding your kid? I'm like, sure. I'm holding this kid. And the street teamers were all dying because they're like, you're holding on to that kid for dear life. I'm like, the last thing I want to be is the guy who dropped their child. Yeah. Yeah. Like, <laughs> like, that would be terrible. My name Timmy. When I was eight years old, I was taking to a friend my opening where DJ Steve Max dropped me on my head. And now I hate Nirvana. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you know, so, just like a public service announcement with your face with one of those big do not signs over it. A couple cops swung by. They heard on the radio it was going to be <laughs> they heard there. you holding children. <laughs> it was a little weird. Like, hey, is everything okay over here? I, 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 you want anything today, Migs? No, dude, man, guys. I have a lot of police officer friends, and I, 
it's still to this day, even if it's one of my friends, if they're wearing full uniform, I just get nervous around them. Mm-hmm. I don't know what I'm, even if I have nothing I've done wrong. I understand. It's no different than when like a cop is behind me while I'm driving. I could, I could be driving a car that was never touched before and I step foot in for the first time. So there's zero chance of any remnants of any kind of drugs in there. And you're still like, uh oh. And I'm like, what if cocaine grows underneath my seat? <laughs> Like, <laughs> oh, I'm full on waiting for the the window goes down. It's like, you're Glenn Cannon, right? <sighs> yeah. You need to come with me. Oh, dude. You oh, found man. me. <laughs> <laughs> you like, know? What did I do <laughs> this time? Yeah. <laughs> so someone from work swung by as well because I guess they live in that area. And we're just all hanging out, having a good time, drinking some coffee, BSing. We're outside. It's a little chilly. And then all of a sudden she says, you know, I got to ask you a question I've been meaning to ask you for since I met you. I'm like, yeah, what's going on? And now, mind you. She has worked here with us for over three years. Okay. So this is a question that has been in her head for about three years, and it's going to blow your mind. Mm-hmm. Uh, maybe it's going to blow your mind. Maybe I'm setting this up for failure. Why do they call it chicken of the sea? <laughs> yeah. Dude, it's on that level. Oh, no. It's on that level. <laughs> it's, honestly, it got to the point where I'm almost just like, how the hell are you even employed? Like, this is the dumbest question, but I was trying to be nice about it. Like, I just didn't know what to say. Well, what would she say, man? So she's like... So when I first started working here, I did uh, Google searches on all the personalities so I could get to know everyone that works at the station better and learn about everybody and all that kind of stuff. I'm like, oh, awesome. Solid. So apparently she goes to Wikipedia because that's where everyone gets their information. Mm-hmm. And she reads a bio about me. And she's like, so I have to ask, because I read it in your bio. And, and at that point, I didn't know it was from Wikipedia because she just said in my bio, like as if this was something that I approved gave a green light to the promotions department to put up on our website. She's like, so is it true that you actually do have sex with your dog? Oh, no. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. No way. I mean. No way. Uh, I mean, this is like the exact really? opposite of. of Gloria should be happening, but Steve's finger doesn't know how to stimulate the uh, <laughs> his laptop, laptop failure. You Remember when you it. thought this was a good idea? It's not. See, this is Rev's revenge. This is is Rev's revenge from that episode, man. Ah. Yeah. For all the times you cued him and he was like, damn it. You know, that's payback. You're right. (laughs) Sorry, Rev. Touche. Did she actually think that you were into bestiality for real? It took me a good 10 seconds. She wasn't kidding. Staring Staring at her. her. She wasn't kidding. No. Oh. At all. And I'll, I'll explain to you how. This is not what I expected. This is not where I thought the story yeah, right? was going to go. Where dude. did you think it was going to go? I, I don't know. Not there. <laughs> yeah. Right? I mean, it's just one of those things that's been around for so long and it's been that dumb stupid joke. joke that BJ threw out there. But yeah. it's a stupid joke. I never thought in a million years that somebody genuinely thought that I'm into something and admittedly shared it on my bio. <laughs> something illegal. I that's like ch- me I saying Steve her- likes to kill people. And it's free time. She, but she was still willing to be your friend, and so no, like she. Oh, she didn't like you because she thought the you. Funny part. Oh God, no and way. After I cleared the air, and I'll get into the full details, but let's fast forward to the end of the story. Yeah. The next day, who friendship? Who friend requests me on Facebook? After she knew you were in a dog effer. <laughs> and <it's, laughs> look, we have AF after effer. We have a group, like our, our our company is a group that's just for Entercom employees, like a Facebook group. Right. So, and I'm active on there. A lot of us are. Rev is. He's mm-hmm. bragging about high scores and video games. Hell and yeah. things. It's a fun page. She's on it. 
And typically, right, like she sees me on here. She knows I exist. Like I'm in her, I'm on her radar. And until I was able to clear the air that I do not bone my dog, (laughs) she chose not to be my friend on Facebook. So for three years, boys, three years, every time I saw her in the hallways, every time I've done an event where she's shown up. That's the last thing I expected you to say, man. That's the last thing I expected anyone to tell me. Like, I was more shocked that someone wanted me to, I mean, I was more shocked by that, but in fact that someone wanted me to hold their kid and take a picture. Like, that was like, <laughs> that was shocking enough. I'm, I'm trying to picture that, like, you going, like, when she asked you that. Yeah. The look on you, and you must have been like, I mean, did you ask her if she was kidding? Yes. I said, you're kidding, right? And she goes, no. I read it. Oh, man. And I'm like... And like, you didn't chastise her thoroughly? Like, do you really think? Well, it's a fine line of me not wanting to get in trouble with the company, because I did want to be like, how stupid are you? Yeah. Like, well, I'm is- deeply offended by the fact that you think I would put my penis in an animal. And that part was actually, like, the longer I thought about it, like, as I was heading home, I was like, I laughed it off. I took the high road. I'm well, like, you got to laugh. Right. But, but like, like, I would love a- my cat. If someone actually thought that I was doing stuff like that with my cat. It's infuriating. That would kind of make me mad, dude. It's like, no, that's my friend. It is my f- that Whoa. And then. Wow. On top of it. Look, I'm not dumb to think that people in an office, they everyone gossips. Everybody's got their... Oh, no. That's the gossip that was rolling around, man. Here comes dog effort. Be quiet. Right. Yeah. Like Here she, comes dog effort. She ha- maybe, maybe she didn't, because I would feel like somebody... Anybody else would have a brain in their head to be His like... unit smells of Lulu. Like, dude, you really think he would, A, do it, B, admit it on his bio? Something... And that's what I said. I'm like, do you really think, like, A, you really think I did it? And B, you think, like, if I did do it... I would admit to that? Then I, she's like, well, I don't know. I mean, and I'm like, that was a Wikipedia wow. thing. Some stupid listener thought it was funny because BJ's had this stupid... I, I explained it to her. I was trying to be cool. Mm-hmm. And she's a sweetheart of a person. Like, I'm not trying to be, like, you know... No. Here I am, Donald Trump again. She's a nice woman, not very bright. <laughs> <laughs> Thinks I have sex with my dog. You know, I grabbed her by the pee. <laughs> so I grabbed her by the pee and said, look here. <laughs> bro, I'm just, like, dumbfounded by this. And I'm just like, no. No, it's not true. It's a stupid Wikipedia post. Anybody can put stuff up on there. And even then, she kind of was just like, no, I thought Wikipedia, like, that needs to get, like, things need to be approved. I'm like, no. Oh, God, no. It's self-governing. Like, people post stupid crap, and then other people that notice people posting stupid crap will filter that crap out. That's just kind of how Wikipedia is. It's not the be-all, end-all. Oh, man. No, and you can't get anything, like, locked out, or you can't have it, uh, uh, like, you can't ask them to do anything, because right. when we first got a Wikipedia page, uh, there was a little bit of vandalism going on here and there and stuff like that, like what uh, Steve is talking about, and, like, BJ's like, can you contact them and find out? And I was like, okay, yeah, and I, I contact Wikipedia, and they're like, about it. they're like, we don't, no, we don't do that. Like right. there's no there's no safeguards on there's any a, page. They just bug you for money every four or five months. Um, yeah, right. Allmusic.com gets fed, I think, by a company called Rovi, mm-hmm. and we spent we had to lawyer up. We spent over a year going back and forth with Rovi about the Rovi window pane bio, which has a bunch of stuff in it that's completely inaccurate. Like what? Like what? Ah, uh, just um, when the band was founded, the name of the film. It was saying that we were on tour with Godsmack, and you know, okay, thanks for that. Con- but a lot of it was just grossly inaccurate. Right. You know, it was citing stuff that I did when I was in high school, and I'm like, man, you're making us sound like we're 60 years old. You guys need to change this. This is completely inaccurate. Well, no, we don't do, that. and that's what it was. Like, we don't do that. 
I'm like, well, we need you to alter it to at least read this. Well, we're not taking anything down because it's part of your history. Yeah, but you've got it incorrect while we're not removing it. We had to lawyer up. And even now, the version yeah. of that bio that's out there, we all hate it. And what sucks is a lot of people will pull it. I think that's what's on Pandora. Uh, I think it's... Yeah, uh, and, we can't, and we can't get rid of it. And and we've... It's probably what, like, Apple Music probably uses... Like I said, I, I've lawyered up, and, and we got it to a point where we're like, okay, it's tolerable now. It's, it's There's still a bunch of serious timeline discrepancies but we can't do anything about not it not enough they, to make it like cringe they, now. well moderately Less cringy. Cringy. every time i see that bio get used i mean even in some of the film festivals the movie was in that was the bio they pulled well, at least be there like, was nothing oh, about you having man. sex with dogs that's true <laughs> right i'm just saying I, I get the whole it's a public thing and we won't change it it's part of I'll your be right back oh it's part of your of. history I gotta poop! Oh, we gotta have him cue the glorious thing <laughs> while... Rev, real quick! <laughs> I got it! I got the power right here! This is weird without him here. I know, we have no board operator now. This is very odd. Like, we this can just do whatever weird. we want. Hey, I'm just staring at this vacant mic. We can hide. Dude, when he it's, comes back. Oh, that's a good idea. <laughs> <laughs> we left. <laughs> Why don't we go follow him into the bathroom? It would be, well, other than the fact that I think Ryan would freak out looking at us from the air, air booth, but yeah, it'd be funny if he came back and we were just sitting here nude but completely unassuming. Just, uh, like, what's up, man? We can lower those blinds. <laughs> no, I want Ryan to see it. <laughs> oh, okay. I want that to be the horror show of Ryan's existence. <laughs> to look over here and see you and I just sitting here totally chill, naked. Maybe passing your cell phone back and forth with our non-dominant hand. <laughs> with a brown paper uh, lunch bag. Oh, man. We're recreating the well, No, no, no. In, in all the movies, they just show the sample cup, usually right. with a sample in it. Yeah. It's, 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 and I just kind of figured that's the way it is. And you know what's but weird also? It's cool that they give you a little privacy bag. The sample cup is probably a 10-ounce cup. Who's got? Who fills that? Who's the? You know, the like one, I get it for a urine sample. Yeah, the, the dude that's like, I'm gonna need two of these. You know, the nurse is like, Good God, sir, are you really having problems with fertility? Not really. I impregnated the neighbor while masturbating in my bathroom. You know, like, <laughs> you know, man. And they're at the end of the cul-de-sac. Well, sadly, they bounced off of one house, hit the other house, yeah, and then landed. Blinded on. two kids and destroyed a big wheel. You now know? they're having twins. Uh, in the age of the internet. And it's, I really think it's a problem. I've been exposed to things. You can't unsee what you've seen. That's very true. And I've been exposed to things I never wanted to see. And I've seen some, like, where is all that coming from? Like, it, at first this was funny. Now it's going to be six months before I can enjoy an oyster again. I'm going to blow your mind. sick. And that's a bad choice of words. <laughs> okay. I understand that. Um, our friend, uh, Romance, the porn star, the one that was on the bus at- uh, We've got to get a hold of her for your video shoot, I think. Yes. Yes. And she's, we got to get her on the podcast at some point. Like she's a funny. I chick. only saw her. She was wearing like a white bikini top, and she had dreads. Was that right? I don't remember what she was wearing, but I did, she does have dreads. Dude, I but just remember I being can, like. And then her fr- her and her friend were kind of vibing up and chatting and touching each other, not in a suggestive way, but just they were friendly. And yeah. Well, I've, I've watched her Snapchat of, feed. They're very friendly. I yeah. needed to get away from yeah. that immediately. Like I wanted to just pull my unit out and be like, look, call the cops or let's do this. <laughs> I mean, I really went to a dark place and I had to get away from it because it was really names. Exci- it was Your really name's exciting. collection and your name's room. Let's go. But that was part of that whole bus experience. I mean, it was like stepping into weed. It was like a hip hop video. And then there, the music is blasting. Yep. The only thing things on you that are visible is what's illuminated by black light. Right, so basically so your teeth. eyes and your teeth and your fingernails. And I had those glasses that light oh, up. Oh, and you were so happy. You're like, what's <laughs> up, bro? And these two gorgeous chicks are sitting there kind of being friendly. And I was like, I need to leave this place. This is how I end up in divorce. You know, this is the moment when it all goes wrong. But she posted something. I think it was on Twitter. Maybe it was in the conversation. I had. This is going to totally trip you out. 
So in those movies where you just see like an endless amount of excitement? Yeah. Lotion. They use lotion to, to simulate. Yep. Well, how do they? Because I've seen it where it's coming out of the unit. Well, that obviously has to be legit. And it's like, dude, for real? But then there's other moments where They're you don't see it. They're faking it with lotion. And it's lotion. It's a stunt load. Yeah. There's another good band name. Stunt load. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry, man. Ah, yeah, dude. So anyways, yeah, this whole thing, I'm like looking at this woman and I'm like, you have got to be kidding me. I have no idea how to handle this. I'm trying not to be a jerk. Like, part of me is like, I want to talk to my boss about it because I want to nip this in the bud. Because I, in my head, I'm thinking, is she talking to other people about it? It's got to just be her. Because I would think if she said to any coworker, well, you know, you read the thing about Steve, right? I think any coworker would be like, do you really believe that? You hope to think that. I mean, you have. But would you ever think there would be one coworker that would think like that? No. Right. No, man. I mean, I want to say, dude, come on, but no, man. <laughs> yeah. I can't wrap my head around it. No. What scares me is this individual has a driver's license and can have children. Right. I mean, without common sense enough to know that, that this is a grown man that, that, that does not. There's no way. That's just his listeners being dumb. Someone's trying to be oh, it's funny. It's a joke, obviously. But then it gets in my head. I'm like, kind of like. Is that like maybe other, like does the Humane Society, because you know they do like their t- the oh, Tuxes and Tails <laughs> charity thing, and I'm always kind of like, not that it bothers me, but like I see other radio personalities and TV personalities that are local that get to be a part of this that have been invited. And maybe you haven't. Because- and I haven't. And I always wonder, I'm like, well, I'm like the most out there, bang the drum of loving my animal, my oh, dog. Dude, I love my cat. My my wife jokes. You and that cat are in love. Yeah, and I do. I love her. She's my friend. Man, could it be that I mean, Tuxes and Tails thinks that I'm like they also went I to Wikipedia and said we can't have this guy be a part of our charity <laughs> event? He has sex with his dog. What kind of what kind of statement if are we making? If someone believed that, I think they would contact the authorities for animal abuse. I would think. Well, my coworker didn't. She knew for well, three years I've been banging my dog in her she, head. <laughs> And she did nothing about it. But if she was, um, okay, I'm trying to be, there's no way to be polite about it. If she was dumb enough to believe that, she's probably too dumb to think to call Animal Abuse Hotline. You I know? And hindsight, I should have just went with it and said, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. You want to see know? pictures? You never, dude, it, it reminds me of when uh, our little cat, McGee, which I call Tawny's cat, because Muppet gravitated to me and, and McGee gravitated to Tawny back when we had Tram, the other cat that, that vanished on me. Uh-huh. She was feral, and I, I like I had to work with this animal. The vets had a big red sticker in her folder that said she was unexaminable. Oh, wow. Oh, dude, yeah, I've got great stories Jeez. about that. I have scars from that cat, but, dude, I worked through it with that animal. I worked through it, and it got to a point where that cat, you know, um, a great story. I think I told it once on the podcast, or I may not have, but the idiots next door had flea bombed. It drove the fleas into my unit, Ugh, and I had to take both my cats, and we had to flea treat our unit, and we had to take both our... Because, man, my animals are immaculate. They are... Yeah. They, they do better than I do, man. I mean, it's like that. You know what it's like, <laughs> no, bro. No, I do. I know. So, and I, I took both the cats to the vets to get them dipped and get them flea treated and do the advantage on the back of the neck, and what just... They're, my animals are covered in fleas. Can you sort this out? Mm-hmm. Um, so I had to drop them off, uh, you know, board them for the day and then pick them up after work. Right. So I showed up and the little, little vet lady, she came in, oh, Glenn, hi, I'm okay. You know, and she brings McGee out and McGee's little carrier. And then she kind of gets this weird look in her face and she's like, can, can you come get tram? And I'm like, yeah. And she's like, okay. And she's just looking at me. So I'm like, all all right. So I make my way past the counter. And now I'm proceeding back into the area that's not for civilians. 
You know, unless you're headed to an exam. Tram in the corner right? with like an Uzi. I'm going to well, take yeah. all of you out alive. She then gets, <laughs> she gets behind me. <clears throat> and she's walking behind me. And oh my gosh. I'm like, uh, and she's like, turn left. And I'm like, oh, okay. And then I, I was like, is my animal loose? Because that's the only thing that made sense. Why would you not lead me to where my animal is? Right. Is my animal loose? And she went, no. And I'm like, okay. And she's behind me, guiding me through this vet's office. You know, I'm expecting my cat to pounce on her head and peel her eyelids off, you know? Right. <laughs> I will get you, my pretty. All my animals are four-wheel drive. I don't do the... I, I just... No. It's like cutting off a digit is, of your... Yeah, man. I hear that's a very barbaric... I mean, as much as I... I think <laughs> I would terrible. like a cat if it would, didn't have claws because oh, the yeah. claws are a pain in the well, ass. Well, they can but. do it with a laser where apparently it's completely painless and cool, but it's like taking the first digit of your finger off. That's oh. what it's like for the animal. That's terrible. So all my cats are four-wheel drive. Yeah. Um... So, Tram, like I said, I've got scars from her. She was feral. She was a, a nut job when I got her, and I worked with her for years to, to acclimate her. and, That's and calm her down. Oh, dude, I, okay, uh, this is my animal, and I'm no, going to do with this. You. Like, if I, I'm, I, I don't get people who get a dog or a cat, and then I, it's too much <coughs> to handle, and then just give it away. It's like, well, yeah, it's going That's to be. That's how we got her. They right. said, look, this was a rescue, and we can't take her. And so we took her in, and whew. But it, me and that cat, but by the time we bonded, bonded, it was remarkable. And that's why that's where I'm headed with the story. So I finally round this corner, and it's the corner where all the little pins are, the, the kennels or whatever you want to call those, right? And they're sort of stacked. And my cat's was at eye level. And I turned, and, and there she was. And her face was pressed hard against the mesh of the, you know, it's like little, little baby bars. Mm-hmm. So her face was pressed against the bars, and she's looking out the top of her eyes, and her fur sticking through the bars. And she had one hand through... Claws out, and the claws were resting on top of the little latch thing that you lift and swivel to open the door. It was like that. It was literally like, come on, try and get me out of this thing. This is like one of those movies I remember watching when I was oh, in the dude. 80s where like the cat was just nuts and only one person could handle it. Well, and, and that's the thing, <laughs> man. Like borderline human acting. I saw that, and I didn't want to laugh because I'm like, yeah, that's Tram. That's, yeah. that's my girl. Yeah. And I reached over, flipped that cage open, reached in with one hand, grabbed her, flipped her upside down, mm-hmm. and held her in my arms like you would cradle a baby. Now, all four legs are extended, all claws are out, and she's hissing. <laughs> and I'm just holding her like that. And I'm like, I know, I know, you've had an effed up day. I know, I know. That nurse was six feet away, like in the corner of the room. Her eyes were huge, and she went, that animal lets you hold it like that? And Tram's like, let me free. And I went, and I let went, free. Oh, I wasn't, I wasn't restraining her. I wasn't Fresh restraining meat. her, man. I was just cradling her like a baby. Yeah. And I just looked at her, and I went, yeah, but only me. And she's like, it's, it's, it's hissing. And I'm like, yeah. She's basically telling me, where have you been all day? This has been terrible. What's the deal, bro? I'm like, it's nothing to be scared of. And she's, the nurse is looking at me like, mm, she would not come near that cat. The next time I had to take her down there, she whipped around and pulled the diaphragm out of the vet's stethoscope, Dr. Griffith. She destroyed his stethoscope. And immediately I was like, he's going to bill me. He's going to bill me. He's going to bill me. And he just said, Glenn, I'm very sorry. This animal's unexaminable. And uh, he did a kind of a, I forget what was going on with her. She had like a runny nose thing, a stuffy head thing. So he gave us a prescription to try, but he was like, I'm very sorry. And I was like. Bunch of wasabi. I'm like, dude, I'll pay you. I'll pay you three, four hundred bucks to come to my home to examine her. She'll be more relaxed there. She's angry because she's outside her environment and cats are very territorial. Oh, yeah. And I'm telling my vet this, you know, and he's like, but yeah, whenever they opened her folder, there was this huge red sticker in there that said unexaminable. Stay away. Pretty much. Demon cat. Uh, so that's, you know, I, I can't remember how I got on that story, but my connection with my animals and my dedication yeah. to them um, is tremendous. Oh, it had to do with 
the bestiality thing. <laughs> yeah, I know. I know, right? Yeah, yeah <laughs> right. Come back to Yeah, and dude. Then yeah. Glenn banged the oh, cat. Oh, this, well, no, no, no. So when we first got McGee, we brought her in. We're loving her. And we, we Tram had been an indoor-outdoor cat, which was honestly one of the... I don't want to tell too many stupid cat stories, but one of the coolest birthday presents I ever had. It was when we still had Tram and I was still working with her. And I came home from work. It was my birthday. I had a crappy day. And as I'm walking towards the front door of the house I was running, I saw her like halfway up the block running bullet speed. And I'm like, okay, she just wants in the house. She was just running. I just and, ripped the face off of three children. Oh, dude. So I, I turned. <laughs> she was like oh, that, man. Dude. I turned and I'm, I'm just reaching my hand out to put the key in the door. And she literally slid to a stop between me and the door and looked up at me and dropped a bird at my feet. And it was oh. one of the coolest things, like... Dad, I got a bird for you. No, it was one of the coolest birthday presents I've ever gotten, and I've had the roughest day, and it was so important to her that she got me before I got to the door that she ran like a bullet just to drop it at my feet and be like, this is for you. And I, I mean, to this day, it's still one of my favorite birthday memories ever, because it was so honest and so real. I was just like, dude. Yeah. I was blown away by that. So I, I had something almost as cool, but uh, a little more terrifying than that. <laughs> I had an old cat named Aran, and he had my temperament. Like he was just, he was just an ass, and he, he didn't <laughs> like anybody but myself and my grandma. I heard he also in the middle of his podcast would leave to go poop. <laughs> oh God, yeah, I'm gonna have to do it again too. Um, <laughs> he uh, he went and he caught a bird. And didn't kill it right away. He brought it into the house, let it go in my room oh. while I was sleeping, and then killed it in the room. Like I, woke, he, I woke up to bird screams. Uh, he was so proud of himself. Like and he just, yeah, he just this left it on the you. bed. He's like, look what I did. And I'm like, great. Can you never do that again, it, It's kind of messed up, but the honesty of the moment. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's like, dude. It's just a cat thing. And they're yeah. showing, they're give, giving you a present because you can't do it for yourself. Yeah. And they're like, well, here, here I'm hunting for you. Maybe you can figure it out well, for yourself. It, part of the thing with animals, man, is one of the things that when you develop trust with an animal and then the honesty of that relationship, like with people, you never know what... Like, ah, I got to get some sort of birthday present because I really need them to fix my car next week. There could be all kinds of, and people are like that and can be like that. For the win, Steve Biggs. So when a cat lets you know about the bird, um, it's it's just a, a pure gesture of, of love with no yeah. alter, there's no motivations behind it other than to say, huh. I love you. That's part of what I love about animals. It's it's. I didn't know that. Oh yeah, the, when, their when, gift of love is a dead bird. Yeah. Oh yeah, they're wow. like I caught and killed this for you, and that's why they bring them and lay them on your doorstep or bring them and lay them on your bed. It's like, hey man, this is for you. And it's. I tried that with a girl in college. She thought it was weird and got a restraining order. Against me. <laughs> he pooped in my laundry hamper. I was drinking. I did it because I for love you. you. <laughs> Don't you but, know the turd is the word? So, turd, turd, turd. I've derailed again, and I apologize, but well, we, we got well, little McGee. And this thank is our you for podcast. That. Yeah. <laughs> so we had little McGee, and we loved her and, and stroked her, and she was Kelly, and she was happy kitty, and we got her because when we moved over onto Fauntleroy, too busy of a street, tram would have been a road patty. So now she, our indoor outdoor cat is. Now strictly indoor, not cool. So we got her McGee, so she would have a friend, and it worked out beautifully. And they bonded, and they played, and it was a really cool. It worked great. Both cats safe, both cats happy. But Tawny and I did not get her to the vet in time to get the brushes taken out of her generator before her first heat. Oh. So McGee goes into heat, and McGee's part Siamese, so talkative doesn't even begin. To, so this cat is now yowling. Oh God, yeah, it's the worst. So. I uh, 
I go down to the vet's office because my old City View Apartments buildings at that point, no, 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 we were following right, but the, right there in Avalon was the West Seattle Animal Clinic, I think it's called, and that's where Tawny and I went to see Dr. Griffith. He was cool. Now we use Evergreen, but and they're awesome. They actually saved McGee's life. But anyway, I'm like, hey, man, look, I got this situation. We didn't take the brushes out of the generator in time, and now the cat's in heat. Um, and he's like, oh, yeah, we can't do the procedure while they're in heat. I'm like, curses. Okay. Because <laughs> this animal is really having a time. And he's like, well, you know, it's not uncommon. A lot of people do that with kittens. They get so, you know, obsessed with the kitten or whatever in the relationship, and they don't think to get it done in time. He's like, you can bring her in after the heat passes. I'm like, is there anything I can do in the meantime? Straight up. The vet was like, well, if you take a thermometer. Yeah. <sighs> And just insert a thermometer, it mm-hmm. will give her quite a bit of relief. <laughs> so, you gotta picture me, keep that playing, please. You gotta picture me looking at the vet with this blank face. And I'm like, are you, are you telling me to manually mm-hmm. masturbate my animal? Yeah. And he's like, it's not uncommon. A lot of people do it to get him through a first heat. It will offer quite a bit of relief. And again, just blank face. Oh, yeah. And they're just talking to you clinically, and you're just like... My head's cocked a little bit sideways. My mouth is agape. And I, I just was like, you know, and then, of course, I have a vivid imagination. I'm picturing this moment in time. Yeah, and this you know? music is playing. I mean, Dude. this is perfectly and uh, yeah, I'm like, framing this. You know, and I think finally, I, I, I can't remember exactly what I said, but it was something like, like you know, well, I'm not going to be doing that. You know, like, can you, I will you, deal with Can the you cat give me like yelling. a, you know, can we get like a. What, like a blow up doll? <laughs> well, I wanted to drug her. You know, you know, can I get some Vicodin or something, some kitty Vicodin so she doesn't care that she's that horny? Cat Xanax. Yeah, and he said it's not uncommon. It's just, you just you just gently insert a thermometer and it's the right gauge and everything, mm-hmm. so to speak. And it just it gives, as he said, great relief. Does it work for humans, too? I don't know. <laughs> That's just like the same. It's like the most terrifying uh, phrase that you could tell me about my cat is, oh, you'll need to express its glands. Express its glands. I bring it to, yes, we have the. What does do that, that mean? That means all animals have scent glands uh, uh, around or inside the the, the back end, and uh, sometimes it, they get clogged. And that's if you if the smell is absolutely oh, horrifically no. terrible, you have to do that. And that was. Yeah, and so I would, what if your cat starts to stink? It's because the plumbing's clogged, uh, or or the dog could be, yeah. and it could yeah. just be Lulu's these glands. Had her glands express quite a bit. Yeah, oh, and it's no. it's like it's like popping the most disgusting zit you could ever possibly oh, imagine. No. Yeah, I have no idea what it's like. I have the either the groomer or the vet. Oh yeah, yeah. you want I would yeah, pay yeah, a yeah, professional. Yeah, yeah. Like, this is on you, bro. Yeah. yeah, it's like an extra five bucks at the vet. It's like <laughs> oh, it's cheap. I'm gonna go get my glands expressed. Yeah. <laughs> like that, dude. Five bucks and that toothless chick up on Aurora wants fifteen. <laughs> it's funny when you're talking about like having like these serious conversations about stuff that's ridiculous. Oh man, when I went and did that follow up with the 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 the, the doctor. Uh, for the fertility doctor, this guy was a cool enough guy, but he's very clinical, and he kept using the word sperm, and I don't know why. Can you just call it a load, sir? Like, right. <laughs> it's sperm like, is it's, silly. Each time he said that, like, I'm trying. He's like, so uh, it looks like all the sperm look very strong, and your sperm is looking good. <laughs> Steve's chest immediately and like, puffs out, you know? But right. you're still giggling. I'm giggling. And then he would end every like statement with, do you have any questions? And, I'll, and I'm like, no, I don't have any questions. And then he would say like something like, two seconds later, he goes, any questions? And I'm like, no. You didn't have fun with it? I'd be like, 
between you and I, sir, um, did it smell bitter? I drink a lot of coffee, and I've been told <laughs> that you know eating kiwi or, or pineapple. I heard about pineapple. You know, yeah. uh, I do like asparagus as well. I mean, did you think it had a bitter odor, sir? <laughs> and I would keep the poker face and, and wait for him See, to be like, I can't do that. That's not what we do here. Or what would be rad <laughs> if he, is if he was like. Actually, it was a bit on the bitter side yep. um, mm-hmm. when we stirred the sample for testing. Um, I would recommend strawberries. I mean, that would just be incredible. And I would keep a poker face the whole time, I swear, just to see if I could get this guy engaged. <laughs> and you got to end everything with any what questions. What did you think of the consistency, sir? I mean, was was it a, a bit too watery? Dude, you know, I drink a lot. Uh, <laughs> he gave like four times he kept asking me. Finally, I looked at it and go, should I have questions? He goes, yeah, right? No. <laughs> and I'm like, well, and I, I finally go, well, you're freaking me out, man. Right? I'm like, well, why do you keep asking me if I have any questions? He goes, well, I want to make sure this is thorough. Sometimes people leave without like answers to questions that they might have. I'm like, yes, I will ask those questions and get answers. I have no questions. This seems very <laughs> simple to me. Maybe, maybe some people are too embarrassed to say, oh yeah, yeah. you know what I mean? Absolutely. So I, I, I get it from his point of view. But four times. Yeah, you, Steve, you got any questions? Any questions? <laughs> All right, before we get to the emails and the voicemails and the text messages, I did want to do one more thing. I was planning on doing oh, this right in the man. beginning, but as our podcast always goes, which is always my favorite part about the podcast, it's like, why do I plan anything? Because we're always going to go down weird roads of cat masturbation and <laughs> dog That's sex. That's another band name right there. And I love that cat, but no way, bro. Yeah. You know, and Muppet, right? I adore Muppet, but if it was a situation like that, it'd be like... I'll bring her in here and you can do it and I don't want to be in the room. I don't oh, no, I don't no. want to look at that. I don't want to make those associations with this little fella. I really I can't have that in my brain. <laughs> Honestly, when we take our dog to the vet and they have to give get her temperature and they do it rectally, I feel so awful. I'm like, no, I can't. Dude. I look at her in the eyes and she looks at me and she's like, this sucks. And I'm like, I know. Oh, do you do that? You hang out and you talk to him the whole time? Oh, yeah. I'm her. sure you, you got to be like me because I know when I come in there with a cat and I'm this six foot four dumb Viking moron <laughs> and I'm a three year old. Yeah. I'm like, man, she's very willful. You know, I'll, I'll hold her. And then they're filling with the cat. And I'm like, it's okay, baby. I'm here. I'm here. And they're like, this guy? You know, and I imagine the dude tend- like with the tattoos clear up his neck and dreads. I, I bet that dude's the same way. Dude. Oh, like, yeah. dude, if you hurt my baby, I'll put you through the wall. <laughs> you know? Man? It was funny. We were, no, it was me. I was, I brought Lulu to PetSmart because, you know, it's the mall for her. So, uh-huh. and I, I brought her leash, hooked it all up, the harness and all that. And we're walking around because she gets a kick out of walking around. And we're just like looking around, playing with some toys, and I'm like, she's having a blast. And then this woman just comes up and goes, this is the last thing I ever expected to see. And I'm like, what does that mean? And she goes, well, look at you. like Big bald dude, sleeves, right, all, yeah, all these tats, all cute little tats, white dog. Looks somewhat, like, I don't mean to look intimidating, but people have told me I look intimidating until they talk to me and they realize I'm, not, I'm about as intimidating as a feather. Uh, but Lulu, little white seven-pound dog, pink harness, pink leash. Yeah. And I'm unapologetically <laughs> and fine. And proud. Right. Like, yeah. When I walk around the neighborhood, sometimes I like walking her without Sid because I pink leash. And yeah. I've had people, I remember being in West Seattle, somebody like, I'm waiting for Sid to use the bathroom at Starbucks and I'm just hanging out outside. Guy walks by, cool leash, man. I'm like, yeah. Yeah, thanks. Thank I know. you. That's my girl. Right. <laughs> you want to go? Like, I don't care. <laughs> yeah, no, like, no, you shouldn't. And Lulu likes Own pink. It. Yeah. You know, I'm not going to tell her to use a black leash. She's dude. a pink leash kind of a girl. Oh. Dude, it's your girl, dude. I, right. I, I get it and respect <laughs> it like a million miles into the sky. And of course, our, the, the lady down the hall is probably thinking this when I talk about that. It's so messed up. What adult believes that? Dude, it blows me away. Glenn, it's that old Carlin bit. Think about the average American intelligence <laughs> oh, and remember right. 
Half of them are dumber than that. Oh, it's so scary. <laughs> all right, so before we get it's, to the voicemails. These are your neighbors. <laughs> the and they're armed. Yep. And the text. Somebody on our show left two of the members of our show a text message, and we never got to it last week. Oh. I'm very excited to play this. Oh, no. It's not the oh, text message. Oh, no. Is this it's, the video I sent? So what was it, like a oh, Wednesday? it was a text message. Oh, yeah, it was like text a Tuesday or a Wednesday night oh. a couple yeah. of weeks ago. <laughs> Rev and I get a text I message. I was hoping this wouldn't surface. I was actually well, hoping this wouldn't. Uh, no, it's fine. We got I a, did it. a text at 11 at night on a weeknight, which I don't mind. because You I guys didn't reply for a long time. So when I realized I'd actually sent it and there was no replies, I was like, oh, dude, what have I done? Well, you I woke laughing. up to it. Dying laughing, woke right? <laughs> woke up to it, dying laughing at like you know two in the morning when I get up. I didn't want to. Re- oh, I probably could have responded at that time. I bet you were still running hot at that point. <laughs> but like, I'll, I'll respond later, and then I forgot. Yeah. And then it wasn't until Glenn commented on it, going, "Oh my God, I just saw what I sent I you." Found guys. that it worked the next day because I, I had a, I had a, I had a photograph of a schedule that I was going by for a client. And I so I photo documented it, and then I went into my photos to edit it down so I could read it clearly. Yeah. And beside it was the little play button with a freeze frame of my face, and I went, "What the what the what the hell is that?" Mm-hmm. And I hit play on it, and I started talking, and it all came rushing back, and I was like, <gasps> "No!" And then I went to my text and found it, and I'd sent it, and I was yeah, like, "Yeah, you ah! do. Can't unsend that." So okay. without further ado, here's the. I'd say it's a voicemail, but it wasn't a voicemail. You're right, yeah. It was a text. I love you guys. Was, I'm sorry. Oh, no. I'm, no, no, no. This is I'm beautiful. I'm about to thank you for giving us great content. Don't be apologetic. <laughs> be proud. This is Glenn's text message video that he sent the Rev and I on a random night last week. Okay. You know how it's one of them times. Now, mind you, <laughs> one of times. This, the video... Of Glenn, and if Glenn's okay with it, we'll put it on the Migscast uh, uh, Twitter page. Oh, I don't know. Let me think on that. I don't look very good. <laughs> I don't look very right, good. That, I look what... like I just got out of the hospital, man. You definitely look uh, like you had a few drinks. Maybe a few. All of them. A all few. Of them. Maybe two Every bottles. single mm. one of them. All right, we won't post the video. You don't need the video. Thanks. But just you can post the audio. Picture what we're doing we're that doing right, right now. now. <laughs> <laughs> Picture a close-up of Glenn, oh, like selfie no. style. It seems like like you're in a bathroom. I was in a bathroom. Yeah, he was. Okay. <laughs> nice acoustics. Yes. All right, here we go. Well, you know you're, going, you're not gonna remember this. No, he's talking to himself, not talking yeah, to anybody. Yeah. He's not. He's telling himself that he's not gonna remember this. And you were right. Well, no, I wanted to document a blackout for you guys. I, I think I was it. trying to say, you know those times when you know you're not going to remember anything? I thought it would be cool to share with you oh, guys nice. a moment that I know I'm not going to remember. We got Glenn translating Glenn here. This is awesome. This well, is like you need it. <laughs> you're not going to remember this? This is one of them times. So I thought it would be fun to share this with you guys. And I don't mean for my tease to sound like Anthony Kiedis tease. Man, can't say. No, right. <laughs> a T is always a D. I- that blew my mind because I never noticed that until you said it. Anthony Kiedis can't say the letter T. You're it right. It drives me nuts. And apparently when I was drunk, I fixated on that because <laughs> I was talking with D's. I think probably at the time I thought it would be funny, but then I couldn't stop doing it, as I recall. <laughs> oh, yeah, you're, you're but struggling. yeah, Anthony Kiedis does not say the letter T. It's always a D. I never noticed that until you said it and I went and listened to some Red Hot Chili Peppers and you're absolutely right. Oh, no. Yeah. <laughs> Man can't say T, it's always a D. I can say T. But I still thought it would be good to share this. <laughs> God damn it, Anthony Kiss. I thought it would be good to share this. 
Well, you guys, because I'm not going to remember this. I won't remember this. You were right. <laughs> this, this, this. Oh, when I remembered, I was horrified, dude. <laughs> I'll remember it. I, I will not remember this. So I thought this would be good to share with you guys. Now, this is unedited. It's not like I'm taking parts in the yeah, beginning, yeah. inserting them to make it sound like Glenn is repeating himself. No. Glenn is repeating himself. <laughs> For the podcast. Because I really enjoy doing the podcast with you guys. Aww. I enjoy doing it with you <laughs> yeah. as well. Even more so now. Oh, gosh, yes. It's creepy as <laughs> Okay, at that point, Glenn has now recognized that he's got the phone shooting right at his own face, and you've creeped yourself out. <laughs> this is creepy as F. Literally creeped yourself out. So you want to look at the record button, but the truth is that the... It's right there. So I'm not going to remember this. I'll remember this. Uh, but now it's documented. And I remember the f***ing nuts. All right. All right, then. All right. Okay. And that's it. That's how it ends. What I got out of that was it took you a minute and 14 <sighs> seconds to let us know that you remembered the nuts. <laughs> yeah. Dude, I, you got you got to imagine like 9 a.m. the next day. I feel a bit gravelly. Yeah. I'm at work. I'm dealing with a client. Okay. And oh, there's a schedule. Here's the. Okay. I got to do this. And, and bam. Took a photo of that schedule. Go right into my photos to edit that image down. So I've got a working schedule on my mobile no matter where I am in the building that day to know what's going on. With it. What's that? It's a freeze frame of my face, and I'm all pale, and I look like I got punched in the face, and and there's a play button on it, and yeah, I press play, and as soon as I started hearing my own voice, I went, Fun to share this with you guys. Oh, dude, I was like, no. How do I send this back to myself? Well, no, and I thought I was too hammered to have sent it. I was too hammered to have sent it, and I went into my nope. sent messages, nope. and there it was, you know, and, and I'm uh, for my... T's to sound like Anthony Kiedis T's. Man, can't say T, it's always a D. <laughs> I thought that was just like your uh, like drunken uh, 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 East Coast, like oh, no. the, the, the dialect that you have. I don't yeah. talk. I think I, st I was doing it in the video for the sake of humor. Um, but then stuff. I couldn't stop after I, I it was like opening the Hellraiser box, man. You know, all I know is we all need to do this more. <laughs> oh Whenever God. any of us are in a state of blacked out, we have to either text video. Oh man, the crew, yeah. Well, yeah. or at least call the uh, Mixcast line. I know oh, Rev, yeah. you've done that before. I, I have. Yeah, I always plan on it. I'll even leave a message on my phone to remind myself. No different than reminding myself to get back into Studio Seven to perform. Like I'll put on my calendar. Call the podcast when you're drunk, and I'll be like, "All right, I gotta call. I'll call in a couple seconds, and then I get like our podcast. I get easily distracted, and I forget to do it." When I saw you guys, I think I sent an apology text because you, you guys had not replied, and I'm like, "Oh man, not only is I didn't this know how to reply awful, <laughs> well, yeah, what do you say? Yeah, right? I was like, not only is this awful, but I think it's one of those man, I wish that guy didn't have my phone number kind of moments. It was sweet and because I'll it was like a bro thing at the end of it, so it was like I got your point, but it was a minute fourteen. To, to say, I brought the nuts and I love being on the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, I was so ashamed. And then, so oh, I sent no. them the text. Oh, of, yeah, that's not even. No, for, for all our listeners, I sent them the text of, hey guys, I'm really sorry. I didn't realize I'd sent that, you know. And that's when I got the responses that were B W A H A H A H A. And I'm like, oh God. And now they're laughing at my shame, you know? I remember seeing it and then I'm like, okay, when I get to work and just because of work, sometimes like my brain gets scatterbrained and I forget to do things that I intend to do. I was like, I got to connect with the rev 
and him and I are going to go in the bathroom and we're going to film a video <laughs> and we're going to send it back to Glenn. You know, until you called that up, I had I had put it away. You know, like when just forgot it. You, you know, you know, like the bad touch when you were a kid. That didn't happen. It was right. just gone, man. Like I had locked that away somewhere. Is that one of our songs? Also, <laughs> the, the bad the, touch. The follow up to Grandpa's lap. <laughs> <laughs> So yeah, there it is. There, there oh, it is. Oh, dude, guys. that was so funny. Ah, it's as real as it gets. <laughs> it was so amazing. It was so good. <laughs> oh, it was, it was awesome. It was. Um, <sighs> I think that we, um, if I remember correctly, uh, well, now we call there's a this song already called mating, "Bad Touch." But there are several other very important differences between oh, yeah. human beings and animals. Blood that you should have good. Bad touch memories. Do you remember this song? I do. I love this. I love the Bloodhound Gang. Yeah. I hope it doesn't curse. I appreciate it. Oh, I know this one. Yeah. yeah. I know this song was called The Bad Touch. Yeah. Is this on Hooray for Boobies? You and me, yes. Nothing. It's yeah. a great album. Uh, 1029 actually will play this from time to time. Oh, okay, on that alt rock station. Yeah, they actually play the Bloodhound Gang uh, from time to time. Of course, they can't play the Roof Is on Fire, which is another one of my favorites. Oh, <laughs> we don't need, no- dude. Let the mother ever burn. Uh, I wonder if they I have, have some amazing songs. I did the Ballad of Chasey Lane, dude. Chasey Lane, uh, Chasey Lane at a, car- at a karaoke. I'd forgotten about Chasey Lane. Yeah, well, she was fancy. She was in Orgasmo. Which, uh, she was yes. one of the chicks in Orgasmo. Oh, funny. Yeah. 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 Speaking of uh, <laughs> the collection room. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> trying to see if I can find like the, the radio edited version. I know they, they I, of course, it's... they had, they had a Walmart version of yeah. that album and it's called Hooray for Boobies. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> but the name of it from the Walmart, cause I had a friend who actually got the album. It's just Hooray. It's just Hooray. Yeah. I had and that version, unfortunately. Heavily edited. Oh, wow. And they're the dirtiest, they're one of the dirtiest bands. Uh-huh. I mean, uh-huh. and it is funny just to hear like muted vocals constantly. It's like, it's, it's like a radio played rap song. Oh, dude! Like, which is every other word is just. It reminds me. They have a out. new record called Hard Off. Have you really? came out last year? <laughs> wow, good! Look at the album cover. Look at the album cover. It's like this really unattractive woman. <laughs> Hard Off. Hard Off. Wow. Have you guys ever heard the um? You know the Count from Sesame Street? Yeah. Uh, uh, have you heard the censored Count? Mm, have you heard that? No. All right. Uh, I'm gonna. Is I'm, it on YouTube? I'm going to pull it. Yeah, yeah, you're hooked up. Look for the count. I love to count censored count. It's one of the funniest things I've ever heard. That's funny. And when we were on tour, um, I think it was when we first found it, and the band would sing it to each other, like as we were barreling down the road. Um, Aaron Greenrich, who was kind of our tour manager at the time, he like could do the voice perfectly, and he would just bust into it. And when I say bust into it, I mean like interpretive dancing Full and jumping in, and yeah, theatrics. just owning it. And it would he would destroy with this man. Greetings, it is I, the Count. They call me the Count because I love things. In fact, I am looking for some things to right now. Look for the one that's like a music video. Oh, dear. Okay. Um, <laughs> oh, dear. I bet it's this one. There's one he's dancing around like in a castle. Ah, ah, ah. This is it! <laughs> ah, 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 ah. This is incredible. You know that I am called the Count. Oh, boy, I'm excited. Oh, it gets great. Because I really love to... Sometimes I sit and 
all day. <laughs> nice. <laughs> But uh, sometimes I get carried away. I slowly, slowly, slowly getting faster. Wow. Once I start in It's very hard to stop hey, Faster, faster It is so exciting I could forever Until I drop One, two, three, four One, two, three, four One, two, three, four One, two, I love Whatever the amount One, two, three, four Hey, yeah, 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 yeah He starts talking about what he likes to count next I The spiders on the wall. <laughs> I the cobwebs in the hole. Oh, sure. <laughs> the candles on the shelf. When I'm alone, I myself. It's <laughs> true. Slowly, slowly. Uh, you get the idea. You gotta imagine a, uh, you know, a bunch of long hairs oh, yeah. backstage as Aaron Greenrich just sings this at the top of his lungs. That man. is fine. I never heard oh, that before. Oh, he would destroy us with that, man. It was that was the Five Finger Death Punch tour actually when we found that, and and, and Greenrich just would tear that up, man. Or he'd be in a hotel room almost asleep and he'd start into that, you know? <laughs> <laughs> All right, I think it's time for us to do the voicemails, the emails, and the text messages. Well, the Titanic douches look to a man who calls himself Steve Miggs. Yeah, yeah. He's a proud bald man who'll tell you to suck it if you think he wears wigs. Now the message bag get real darn weird, and that's without a doubt. Yeah. So come gather around and chuck it on down, and let's all check it out. Yeehaw. God bless Bert. Clean. God bless Bert? I don't know. Yeah, I don't know who he's talking about. Love you, Ziggy. Ziggy. <laughs> I, I've chosen him like yeah, to F not. F Ernie, man. Yeah. Ernie's a dick. <laughs> I know. All right. We might as well start out with some voicemails. I'm still trying to find the... It used to be on um, Apple Music, you could have the option of either listening to the clean versions of records or the dirty versions of records, because I wanted to play some Bloodhound Gang songs, but they're too dirty to play. No. And I was like, well, I'll just grab the clean album. And it's like, I don't know why, all of a sudden, when you need it, it's not there. Of yeah. course. Thanks, yes. Apple. Yeah. <laughs> Steve Jobs is cackling somewhere. We can still right? say thanks, Obama, right? Yeah. I think so. All right. We got until January. January. Okay, cool. If you're at Standing Rock, I think in, in particular, you can say thanks, Obama, right now. <laughs> right. Well, yeah. All right. Here's our first voicemail. <laughs> oh, my God. Glenn, that scream at the end of the five o'clock show. Oh, my God. So epic. Makes me want to start a fight club. Ah! I have a feeling what? that he's talking about Live Day. When I sang the end of Underfoot. Oh. Um, the bummer was, um, and it's, it's all good, but the bummer was in the morning, you and BJ announced every artist and what they were doing. Yeah. Really cool. The men's room guys didn't do that. So we got to play one of our own songs at five o'clock, and I don't think anyone knew it was us, knew what we were playing. Any oh, they of that. didn't set it up they by didn't, saying, they hey. They didn't announce it, no. Oh, and they didn't they say anything learned. afterwards. So it's like this tremendous promotional opportunity, except no one knows what they heard. Is <laughs> there part of you that wanted to just be like, hey, everybody, we're window pane. This is underfoot. If I'd have known they weren't going to announce oh. it, I would have. Well, um, well, I grabbed the audio. So but we... that guy knew, and yeah, it was the scream at the end of Underfoot, because we were literally like a dog trying to pee on our territory. We just wanted to own. I haven't heard the audio. And by this point, I mean, when I left after the mix cast, you guys had a few drinks in you. 
Tony was rubbery. He played beautifully, though. to the screen. <laughs> oh, I isolated the screen. Oh, okay. But it sounds awesome. You think? Yeah. But you're going to be a hard critic on yourself. Your vocals sound dope. Oh, thanks. No plan, well. What's coming on? That had to be a cool thing knowing right now we're playing and there's like a ton, a ton of people, ton of people listening. listening. Yeah, we were wound up. We were all wound up. You must have been riding high after this. Uh, actually, the because Hartwood was doing sit and spin. Um, that for the entire live day, that was the craziest turnaround of the entire day because we had to get Hartwood out and window pane in and ready to play in the time it takes him to do the shot of the day. Yeesh. So we had about a two minute window to do that turn. You're like, thrill, elaborate more on this story. It was an insane <laughs> breakneck turnaround. So what we did was we set Hartwood up for the most part in the vocal studio. And then and Hartwood, they're like more of like they they did like they're like a bluegrass country dumb. band, it's yeah, like, yeah, it's like Hazy Dixie, yeah, exactly. Yeah. So and then we had the bass player and drummer for Hartwood in there, and then window pane went in, and we had we had to get our pedal boards down and ready to go for Tony and I. Um, and there was a little confusion and, and frustration that happened there because, but we we got that worked out. And then, boom, Hartwood's off to the races, and we're literally just standing in the hallway. Like, the minute Hartwood's done, their bass player and drummer have to be the, you know, the F out of there quick. And we have to be in and ready to go. And so, when Hartwood stopped, those guys barreled out. We barreled in. Grace really had no time for any kind of a line check or sound check. Every other band in the afternoon got a sound check so she could get her level set. Not window pane. No way. There was no way to do it. Not the guy in the band that not, not the guy that put it all together. Everything. Yeah, the guy that put it all together. No, forget it. No. So um, it's always that way. Mm-hmm. In we go, and then in the bumper studio, the shot of the day is transpiring. So we're in. We're set up. Everything cool. You got your okay. And then we're standing there, just burning. Like okay, okay. And then someone popped in and said, "We're going to cue you guys." I said, "Great." Boom. And so then the shot of the day happens, and no one has arrived to cue us. No one. Um, we're getting ready to start. I look out the window at Ryan Castle. He's looking at me through the window. He gives me the one minute second. I mouth the words, what the F with huge eyes. The videographer was in the room with us. He turned to us and said, go. We looked at him like, are you sure? Then he turned again and was like, wait. And then I look back out the window. Ryan's kind of, then he finally puts his head in the room and says, go. And at that point, we got to start playing. Oh, my God. So everything leading up to underfoot was like being zapped with a cattle prod in the testes. So by the time (laughs) we finally got to play, if my vocals sounded like I was coming unhinged, it's because I was coming unhinged. And by the time we got to the end of that song, it was literally a dog peeing on its territory. When I hit that last scream, when I screamed the words good enough, I went for it like, you know what, man? I paid for this in blood, and I want you to hear that, and that's what that scream was. What's coming on? 
That's what stress sounds like. <laughs> Plus, I've been up since 3 a.m. I like it. Thanks. That was cool. Yeah. Be a sweet ringtone. Good enough! Oh, Glenn's calling. <laughs> Apparently, he's stressed out. Good enough! Yeah, cool. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that that's literally what, that's what you were hearing was not only the day, but the fifteen Everything. minutes, the fifteen minutes leading up to that moment. What a stressful and, thing! Oh, it was it was the craziest turn of the entire day, and there were a couple people involved that were being a little uncool about it. And I won't get into that any further, but it it, it made it even more like, dude, oh. do you have any idea the time and energy I've put into making all this happen, and now you're going to give me guff? Damn, bro. Um, I'm stressed out enough. I'm exhausted, and I'm doing all of this for all of you. And and you're giving me static. And and it, it the air cleared very quickly, and it was all cool. But there was a moment the where I was like, I thought I had sex with my dog. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like it was her. But yeah, the, the the level of stress and the intensity of that turn. Everyone else had an hour before they got to play. They got a sound check. I mean, in the morning it was a little more crazy. Faster turns for the BJ show. In the yep. men's room, it was an hour between every artist. Every yep. artist got a sound check. It was nice and lax. I was the one in there setting up the mic, styling the amps for every oh. single artist. Um, but when it came to my band, of course, you know, it was good luck. Here we go. Oh, you don't go. Go. Don't go. Go. Don't go. Go. <laughs> red light, green light, red light, green light. Yeah. I had this happen just recently and I, it, 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 it makes me think of what you're talking about. And I, every time something, and it, sometimes it has to do with work. And I almost feel like whenever there's something good, and I don't know if it's like a black cloud over my head <laughs> or anyone's head, or if you guys deal with this too, when you have like the moment of like ultimate, like this is a great moment. I can't wait to hear the accolades. Something bad happens around that time to distract from the good moment. And then, like, I remember one time, many years ago, did a live broadcast from SummerSlam for the WWE. Oh, yeah. And it was the first time I ever did it. I kind of did it by myself, brought all the gear, set it all up, was on the air. When we weren't on the air, I was recording interviews. It was, like, from 6 a.m. to 10 a.m., there was zero moments I couldn't eat, I couldn't pee, I couldn't do anything. I was live on the air. The minute I was off the air, I was interviewing wrestlers for the oh, web, yeah. and it was just like an endless, nonstop talk, 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 pressure, pressure, pressure. Finish it. The weight of the world comes off of my shoulders. I'm like, that was awesome. Nailed it. Phone rings. It's like one of my bosses, right? And I'm like, they're calling to tell me how awesome I am. You're fired. <laughs> Something happened where like a spot wasn't recorded for somebody. Oh, and this person's freaking out, oh, and they're man. yelling at me—not yelling at me, but yelling to me about why wasn't this done? And and I'm just like, this is not the phone call I thought I was about yeah. to get. Yeah, and right. it kind of like what you're saying right now. It's like you have this moment of awesome triumph, and it's like, yes, we get to play on the radio doing our song, but oh, here's this giant turd sandwich that just got delivered in the it, middle. It, it was a fireball to get to the moment, and, but honestly, the moment I let that scream out, that's that was like the air coming out of the tire. At that Good So right after that, I felt like yeah. a million bucks. I was just like, <laughs> right. the chamber is clear, man. Those are just like, sometimes I have to yeah. remind myself. And, <laughs> but like now I'm like a beaten dog uh, that I don't have sex with co-worker. <laughs> yeah, you right. know, it's, it's funny about all, dude, I, I was so spun and then the next day I had to come back and strike gear and, and, and deal with a lot of, you know, after. Yeah. And then, so I didn't get to do my thank you 
my thank you post about the day until Thanksgiving Day, and I put up. I thought I tried to put up something really nice about man. Yeah. It makes sense that this is on Thanksgiving, and you know, it's such a cool thing. And I tried to champion. I mean, so many people put so much work into it, but I wanted to champion, especially Jason Dildine. Oh gosh, because mastermind behind all. Of oh this. man, so I wanted to champion him. I wanted to champion Grace, who was the engineer for the band. Yeah, I mean, and, and it, I even said it in the post. I'm like, I'm realizing as I'm typing this that for me to do this right, it would be a small novel because there's a list of people. Mm-hmm. So I finally just got to a point where it said, you know, all the staff. Even the interns, all these people that bent over backwards, because those interns were here striking that green room until when? I mean, yep, yeah. And I and then I, I said, you know, for my part, this was my hand in it, and my my reward for that was getting to see all these bands, and it was so exciting, and I was real happy. And I tried to put up this really cool, touching thank you thing. Mm-hmm. Would you believe some dude went after my nuts on that thread? No. Started, started posting pictures of Larry from the street, the Three Stooges, as a joke about my hair. And I deleted the first one, and he put up a second one with a bunch of question marks and, and, and S. And Is someone you know? Uh, no, I wasn't a friend of his, but I, I tagged a bunch of people, so it's obviously a friend of someone else's. And I literally thought, I'm going to private message this guy and see where he wants to meet, because I'm going to cave his skull in with a goddamn bat. And then, I'm not kidding, I thought about it, and I'm like, okay, after I assault this person, because I'm, uh, you know... Dude, thanks. The one thing, right? There's 300 yeah. people say they love you. One person says you're a disgusting pig, and that's like, and I'm like, Welcome the, to my, the my problem brain is on the text line. After yeah. I assault this guy, because I was like, I'm gonna go find him and I'm gonna assault him. I'm gonna right. cave his head in with a mic stand. I've got no sweat. Without break his cheekbones, he'll be disfigured for life. Let's do this. Playing the I was, song doesn't seem as touching anymore. No, keep the song playing. It, it'll add to the humor. But I was that angry. I was that angry, and then I realized, okay. If I send him that private message and he does meet me and I do bust him up with a bat, now he has on record that this was a premeditated assault. Oh, yeah. So I was like, I can't message him. And then my lizard brain kicked in and went, just block him. Just block him. And I'm like, no. No, I want to sort this out. I want to tell this guy, hey, man, you name the place and the time. Let's meet and chat about this face-to-face. Going for it. <laughs> oh, dude. And I, I was like, I, it made me that mad because it was this, I was just trying to say thank you and how touched I was and how honored I was to be right. part of it. It's and, a dick move. And this part. guy, come, be a troll. when I deleted the first comment, he put up another one. Right. Like, first one, it's like maybe you have, look, I've learned in this world and in, in radio there are some people that just don't get it, that don't understand. Yeah. So I thought about you with dis- the guy that said the stuff to you about the, and then, right, then I imagine me chin. saying, hey man, I'm going to come to your house with a chainsaw and I'm going to do it in front of your kids. You know, I'm, you, you think I'm kidding? I'm a hick and I am kind of unhinged. So let's do this. Mm-hmm. And then I imagine that guy going, dude, I'm one of your biggest fans. I, I did I not mean I was joking. That. I didn't realize that the, it's not the, funny. The line. Right. But yeah, it, it really, and it's funny for all the happiness. I thought I had two days of just black. Just black because of that one dude, and I, I didn't send anything to him, and I unblocked him, and I don't want to get into a physical confrontation of with anybody. Not, but it's an emotional moment. At that moment, all I could think was, dude, here's my address. Come to my house and let's discuss this face to face. I'm gonna cave your head in with a mic stand. What's it's, wrong with it's you? It's the part that I was so angry. Posting I, it honestly, first. talking about it now, and I'll be cool in 30 seconds. But I still feel that rage building inside. I want to get into a fist fight right now, dude. You know, you have now asked, <laughs> not, not it. You know, it was just so hurtful, dude. Like. Mm-hmm. Ah. It's funny. I don't mean it like it's just a lot of mercy. I'm sorry. No, keep it playing. It's great. <laughs> Bro, that, what you just described is the internal struggle I deal with every day. I can't imagine. And, and it's when people, like, I have people in my life that look at what I do for a living. They're like, well, that's not hard. Or that you have an easy job. And I'm like, look, on paper, it is a very easy job. And I'll be the first to say what I get to do every day. I'm very lucky. 
paying my bills by saying stupid jokes is awesome. The <laughs> psychological work ethic. You're up every day at what time? Agreed. And I don't want to. You ever... have to prepare for that show. I mean, the men's yeah. room guys, they go on at, at two every day. Those guys are they're already here in the building by now, I'm sure. Those oh, yeah, the time and energy that goes into what you guys do. So it sounds it's easy. tremendous. In order to make it I don't sound think easy. it sounds easy. But in, in the eyes of some, they think it sounds easy, and it's because we all work really hard to make it seem like anybody can do our job. It's the ultimate compliment. Yeah. So I okay, never yeah. complain about that. But it's when the, the internal struggle I'm talking about is like when you get that message, and we get it quite a bit. And I try to explain to people: imagine you walking the streets or at dinner with your friends, and every once in a while, it looks like you're struggling not to poop. No, no, no. I'm just. He's loving the sound. It's a great song. <laughs> it's one of Alanis' best songs. It's just you're doing all this to thank you. I know. <laughs> Should I go back to the bird is the word song? This program's I'm brilliant, cool man. But um, I'm like, imagine every day of your life, everything you say is being examined and scrutinized with a fine-tooth comb. And just your phone will blow up all day about how much you suck, how stupid you are, how... This, some jerk with that. no vested interest. It's like someone that gives a Yelp review, right? Mm-hmm. That, and it destroys. You know, it's like this person's livelihood. It's this this person's business. This is how they pay their mortgage. And now you're going to give them a bad Yelp review, and you've now eliminated their ability to feed themselves. I mean, and that's the. It's the consequence-free world of social media. No. Like I doubt that cat would ever walk up to me, look me in the eye, and go, Never. "Hey, what's up with your hair, do you, Larry?" Because he risks. Like, hey, man, um, maybe one. And there's out of five a- guys behind me that don't think that's funny. I mean, I, I didn't even tell my bandmates about that. Yeah, because I know if I had, Mark would have said, "What's his name? Mm-hmm. What's his name, dude?" Because my bandmates are we're a family, and we've all been through hell, and we're real protective of each other. And I didn't even tell. I mean, if they listen to this cast at some point, they'll hear all this. But <laughs> I didn't even tell them about it because I know they'd have been like, "What was his name, dude? Mm-hmm. What was his name?" Because they would have. It would have went there quick. Um, yeah. No, I get what you're saying. It, but it's, 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 a, it's, a, it's uh, consequence-free because of social media. You can just say what you want. You, you, know? you articulate it way better than I can in that sense because it's like, I, I don't think people understand. And that's why I, like when I see people just crapping on celebrities on social media, and I don't view ourselves as celebrities, but it's like when someone can consistently say something awful to you, Eventually, that thick skin is not going to be there. It's going oh. to get to a point where you're just going to a want to go over and chainsaw their face, <laughs> b go off on them on social media, and that never ends well. well. That just opens a whole can of the smartest thing you can do is disengage. But I think about like you think about Angelina Jolie or Brad Pitt. They're they're all over the you know, or or poor Tom Cruise with his religious beliefs. You know, at what point do you go, man? I've been loving your movies since Risky Business. Thanks, Tom. Right, isn't that what isn't that what we should be saying culturally? Instead of oh, he's got different religious beliefs, and oh, he's married to so, oh, he's not going to be married. Oh, he's got right. weird contracts over his kids. Look how you know what, man? Is. Yeah, dude. Hey, Tom. Thanks for the great Jack Reacher was rocking. I haven't seen the sequel yet, but I can't wait, dude. Thanks for the movies, bro. Thank you. You've entered. You've made me laugh. You've made me smile. You've made me cry, bro. Thanks. Well, this time's even like well, they're celebrities. They're making millions of dollars. That doesn't give you the right to destroy them for it, for entertaining you. Who are you to talk about Angelina Jolie, man? Thank her. Mm-hmm. Thank her for all the great movies. I mean, it just... Ah, there's no, a whole thing there, man. There's a whole... <laughs> exactly. <laughs> yeah. uh, anyway, I didn't mean to turn that into a tear about, but when no, you, when you got I'm talking about you that it. moment that drags you down, 
it, it reminded me. I'm like, oh God, that's right. I put up that really. I tried to be really cool and grateful and thank you and I love you all and I was so honored to be a part of this. And this one dude chose that as the moment. And not only to come he, after and me he for my appearance. And he didn't get the hint. Like I don't deleted, hate when you deleted it. You think someone most normal human beings would get the hint? Like oh, I crossed the line. Oh, either he, he I reposted should, a different photo. Like, he's like with, no, with like six question marks. Right. I, I, I thought this was funny. Yeah. Like I'm not. What, I, did it not go through the it, first it, time? It, 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 just lay it on the line. I'm so self-loathing that I have substance abuse problems. I've spent periods of my life suicidal. I drink. To, let's examine that funny voicemail. Where do you think that comes from? Those are echoes of a life I'm trying to leave behind, man. Dude. And this guy's going to attack my appearance on a thread where I'm saying, thank you so much for all the people who have touched my lives. What an S-bag. If right. you think that's funny, I've got no problem caving your face in with a bat. You know, so... Oh, I wish the song was still playing. It'd make that great. <laughs> anyway, but you know what I mean? It's just, I hate myself enough. I don't need you to hate me too, dude. And and I block, I blocked him and, that, and that's that, man. But it's really you saying that you're in that moment of, wow, this should be killer and then something derails it. It just made me think. Dude, I deal with that all the it time, It made me man. think of that, <laughs> Welcome to that. Yeah, Welcome man. Welcome to my, well, my brain on a daily basis. I mean, even my, my wife, sometimes, you know, Vicky or whoever will post pictures of us on social media. And I've gotten to a point, and I know I, I try to be better about it, especially if I post something, I need to always read the comments, because I want to comment people sure. back. Or but, at least click like. But there are times where if, if you feel like I haven't responded to you, it's because I had to mentally check out. And my wife will see something and read the comments of people trying to be funny or just trying to be mean about me. God, and she'll mention it to me, and like I told her, and I'm like, look, if you read it, I can't tell you to or not to read right. KSW's Facebook page. All I ask of you is don't bring it up to me. Because yeah. if I didn't, if if I'm not commenting on it, that means I didn't read it. And it's maybe it's a, it, it's a cowardly way to handle it. No, it's not. But for me, separate yourself from the. You see, all you can do is separate knows, yourself from the negativity, man. That's all I, you can I do, really do. Love confrontation to a point. Oh yeah. But these aren't confrontation. The, the confrontation I enjoy is usually humorous. Like the confrontation of someone thinking I banged my dog. <laughs> I thrive on that. Like that's awkward, that's fun. But when people oh, are just dude. like crapping on either a how I look, b how dude. what my personality is, which bothers me even more because like look, I get it. My humor is not going to be entertaining to everybody. I'm fortunate on the Migs cast, people come to us because they like the three of us. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They but on a big show on the radio, sometimes they just listen because they like KSW. Maybe they're fans of the men's room, and then they finished work. They woke up the next day, never changed the station, and they're listening, and then they realize, God, I hate Steve. I hate everything he says. But why, <laughs> and why then, reach but, out and tell them? Oh, they like that. to. That's what I don't yeah, understand. That's their problem. Like why are we? Because, man, there's things that I don't like, but I don't reach out and say, you're an S-bag. It's tough, man. It's And I know for somebody who doesn't understand it, they think, oh, how hard could that be? Man, you get paid to talk, and yeah, it's great. There's but a lot more to it than that, boys after and girls. It, it, and, uh, just one, two, three people being complete and utter dicks to you, Yeah, it just destroys your day. Well, and it, and I it know would destroy anybody's There's people day. out there that are going to say, hey, you've chosen to be an entertainer, and that's part of the deal. And okay, I get that. But it doesn't mean I need to understand it. It doesn't make it right. It doesn't make it right. It I'm does- not at peace with that. Just because someone chooses to be an entertainer does not mean that they should have to take people just trying to rip them down because those people have literally no vested interest and nothing better to do. And, for and me, that's why I brought up megastars. You and, know, like people talking about Brad Pitt's marriage. Dude, what? Do you, leave the guy alone. Yeah. Leave, he makes great movies. You're lucky that he's in your world. He's enriched your life. 
Leave him alone. And if you don't like you his know? crap, don't watch then it. Then don't watch it. It's no different than our show. If yeah. you don't like our show, you don't listen to it. Well. Like, I, but I love the whole, it's the just saying mentality. I need to say yeah. it because just, I could just say it. Just saying. Uh, and I'm like, well. just saying doesn't mean that you can be a dick. So it, it, it all thinks they can Social be. media and the internet allow so much interconnectivity that everyone's voice is heard and it circles back to that people... Uh, but that's yeah. why I think a lot of us, it's a weird vicious cycle because I think the insecurity is what makes us want to be artistic. Oh, yeah. You know what I mean? Whether it be music, whether it be, for me, I mean, it was like you bring up what you're talking about. And, and oh, dude, I'm self-loathing that the only way I can place value on myself as a human being is to get in front of a room full of people and sing. I mean, that's an oxymoron, right? Right. But that's the only way I could deal with my crippling insecurities was to basically just put myself out there in such a way that maybe I could connect with these people and I wouldn't have to be Glenn and they wouldn't see me as Glenn. Glenn becomes something that's over here to the right that that I don't have to experience and that my audience doesn't Dude, have to experience. Dude, I've made a career off of trying to prove a dead parent, <laughs> a dead grandparent wrong. Like that's That has driven me <laughs> yeah. from day one to why I want to be an entertainer yeah. or why I want to do anything artistic is because when I was a kid, I've shared it before and I, I, I always joke about it, but it's it seriously haunts me and it's dumb. I, I recognize it. But when I was a kid, I wanted to be a ventriloquist really, really bad. So I had one of those ventriloquist dummies and I was working on my routine. That's freaking awesome. Right? Actually, it was a Charlie McCarthy one. Like I, I'll never forget. I did not know this. Oddly enough, we had the same dummy here. It was at the station, which kind of brought back a weird like. Do you have childhood photos of you with? Uh... I Probably not maybe. that I'm saying you should put them on social media because some ass hat will tear you down. But I would just no, love to see him for myself because I think that's incredibly cool. I like posting pictures of me as a kid. I was a cute kid. Most people enjoy the pictures of me as a child. It's the, it's the version of me that troubles people. Um, but so I was like in the middle of an afternoon. My grandfather's at it was my dad's dad. He's sitting on the couch and I I pull up a stool. In front of the television, I'm like, this is the moment. I'm finally going to break out of my shell. Because I was a very, very introverted, shy kid. Spent 99% of the day in my room playing video games or watching television or listening to the radio. Mainly listened to a lot of Howard Stern, which is, to this day, I will forever say that the biggest influence I had in why I want to do radio is Howard Stern. Uh, So I sit down, young little kid, I don't know, maybe 10, 9, whatever ventriloquist on my lap stressing just sweating if i had hair under my arms i, I would have been pitting out like always oh, just a mess and i'm like hey it's, hey everybody about as good as that like right, my mouth right, closed, right. trying to be a ventriloquist and my grandfather just staring at me like through like a hole in my soul and just looks at me and goes can you stop doing that i'm watching a show Oof. that sucks you're oh, terrible, man. Devastating. Like, just going, de- especially to a kid. Just That's telling me I am dude. a POS. And he was like a good guy. Like, I'm not trying to turn him into like this uh, awful human being. But it was just a moment in time. But he had his moments of being a complete and utter douchebag mm-hmm. to the point where my parents didn't talk to my dad's side for five years because of stupid arguments. But just crapped on my parade. And I was devastated. I bet. And all I thought from that day on is like, I'm going to prove this guy wrong. Because he even said, You're not entertaining. Go back to your room. I'm watching my show. Yeah. And I'm just like, yeah. mind blown. Crushed. Like, are you serious? Like, this is how, this is not how you talk to, to like a child. Verbal, As a child, I knew you verbal shouldn't Verbal abuse is, is a very real thing. Um, but, I've experienced that quite a bit in my life. And, yeah. it, and especially when you're a kid, it's some of the things that you're, are said, you carry with you your whole life. And I know I do, too. And I think a lot of us. And, and I'm sure people that's horror, Like, I hear that, and I'm like, oh, wow, I really... That's mm-hmm. that's a deep scar that will never, 
Yeah, bro. And then it was just like a, a just like a snowball effect. And later on, I hit the point where like, I'm 12, 13. Like, what do you want to do when you grow up? And like other people in my family, I'm like, I want to do the radio. You? You don't even talk, <laughs> man. Like, what the hell are you gonna? And, so if, but, and they don't mean anything by it. No, know? they're just they're, but, they're just oof, they're surprised that someone so introverted would be like, I want to go out there and do this. It's like, right? But you've never done that. You like, don't yeah, talk to grandpa us. Was terrible. I remember my aunt going, "You don't even talk to us. You're not very interesting. Why would you want to? Why? Why do you want to make a living off of talking?" And I'm like, well, I don't like talking to you. I think I'd like talking to other people. <laughs> you know, in my head, I'm just losing my mind. But it's like all that stuff kept building and building. And it's like, I'm going to prove everybody wrong. And it's a sad thing, like still to this day, like there's a part of me that's still trying to prove anybody who doubts me wrong. So every talented musician I know has something like that mm-hmm. um, in the background. Actually, I would say artist, public speaker, entertainer, anyone I know that really has thrown themselves into entertainment on any level, if you get a couple drinks in them and you start talking about the long, long ago, someone will be like, well, and there's this thing, there's this burning thing inside this, this, uh, like I was compared to like the Catholic, your guilt, original sin. Yeah, yeah. You've got this internal sense of I'm not good enough. I'm yeah. not good enough. I'll never be good enough. Um, and you carry that with you even into your success. You know, and that's you, why a lot of us, I know. think, when you hear from somebody who inadvertently, even though oh, they're being a dick, I don't think terrible, they realize man. that they're going down to the core. Oh, it's going deep. It go, it, it, it cuts so deep. And it just brings you right back to being that 10-year-old. Yep. You know what I mean? You it are. Bring, it, all of a sudden, I've got that damn ventriloquist on my lap again. Mm-hmm. You know, like, one of these days, I will have my revenge, and I will put on a ventriloquist <laughs> show. I don't know when that day will happen. I'll be in the front row, man. <laughs> Better be. Right? And even if you suck... I will stand and cheer. No, dude. you got to get up and go, get off the stage. I'm watching the show behind you. <laughs> yeah, don't have a big old TV behind well, you. No, no, no. We'll get up. No, what, I have to. <laughs> this is redemption. You have to shave your head like a Friar Tuck thing and gain a few extra pounds. <laughs> there you go. And be a butcher. If you're okay with doing all that. <laughs> no, uh, who's the guy that... Uh, that took ventriloquy uh, mainstream again. Oh, Jeff, Jeff Dunham. Dunham. Jeff Dunham. He's a rock star. Oh, it's awesome. On a um, But that's what I'm saying. Is <laughs> I can't, I'm saying we get you to open for Jeff Dunham. Oh, that'd be so dope. <laughs> <laughs> I've always had this like a crazy dog because I don't think, I'm not a comedian. Um, you sure? <laughs> well, some days. Uh, sometimes I think it's more, I'm, I, the funny things I say is because of the stupid things I do, which I guess is a comedian. Um, yep. I would love to like, Whenever I always had this thought, and maybe one day we'll do it, like with the the circle of comics that we know that are our friends, like the Craig Gasses, the Joe Coys, the Sarah Colonas, Josh Wolf, uh, the few that that old, like phase on. Oh uh, yeah, love. Bill Bellamy, who's coming back. I can't wait to have. He's nice. still one of my all time favorite so guests. Good. I would love to like after we do our interview or before we do our interview, pull him aside and be like, "Hey man, I'm working on this routine, and I really want it to be collaborative and have all these great comics come up with jokes." For a, ventrilo- a ventriloquist, I guess if I want to become a ventriloquist, I got to know how to pronounce <laughs> to it. Say it. <laughs> and and create a, 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 you know what I mean? Like find the most brilliant comedic minds that we know, and have them almost like like they're like ghost writers for a song. Right, right, right. Sure. Come up and and now obviously I have some of myself, but I think that would be a really funny piece. 
to get like this collaborative effort. What does your dummy look like, though? Like, what do you do now? Do I you got have a, a, I I'm got a, picturing a micro Steve, you know, about a four foot tall Steve. <laughs> I I'm need somebody this. to make a puppet Steve. I'm loving I need this. a puppet, puppet Steve. all my heart. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, dude. There's a guy who listens to the Megacast that texted Ted and I, and he sent us a pro, like, he was working on puppet versions of Ted and I. Oh, no. But I don't know if he ever finished it. I haven't heard. <laughs> that's incredibly cool. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's incredible. As a, as a fa- big fan of, I tried forever after Team America came out. Yeah. I wanted to try and find the. Mer- oh, I've got a great Team America story too, and I don't want to oh go God. too far. Oh, yeah. But I wanted to. They are not for sale. They're not available. You can't even get duplicates of. Because you. Know, but I. Wa- I was like, I would pay good money to have Kim Jong Il standing in the corner of my. So so ronery. Oh, dude, I'm so ronery. So, <laughs> so me, my. This is. I think at this moment, this was the moment that my brother-in-law decided that he loved me. And I'm not kidding. Like, I think he never looked at me the same after this. We went to the Admiral Theater to see Team America, and I was very excited to see the film. Mm-hmm. It was me, my wife, and my brother-in-law, Bo. He's a drummer. He's an awesome guy. I love him. Oh, the three of us are sitting there, and in the very back row, um, the theater's mostly empty, maybe 30 people, 40 people total. And I'm going to say eight of these 40-odd folks are teenagers mm-hmm. who are... You know, dicking with their phones and running their mouths and laughing and giggling. And me being me, I'm like, I was that kid. I was hell on wheels. I used to take water balloons to movie theaters. I, oh yeah, dude, you sit right against the far wall. Uh-huh. You sit against the far wall and you lob wow. them up the wall. No. And so when you look at the screen, you just see a black streak zip by because they'll arch, but you lob them right up the wall so that no one can see. Yeah. And then they fall and they ruin someone's night. You know, Jeez. hey, they wouldn't let me drink. I was underage. I had to find something to do. So. Uh, oh, and it was great, especially because the theater security would come and stand in the back of the theater, and man, if you were waiting really, for someone, you, well, you got to get your hand. testy on. You got to nut up, man. You got to show them who's boss. Uh-huh. You got to keep your hand real low and jerk your body as hard as you can, and they can't see where it came from, which was good fun. I love to test security. Yeah. Anyway, uh, <laughs> <laughs> this is the reason one twenty six why I'm definitely going to hell. Yes. Um. So the trailers start. And these kids haven't even settled down tenth, and that's cool, man. Mm-hmm. That's cool. Hey, man, you're, it's a Friday night or whatever. You're having a ball. You probably had your drink on. All good. Yeah. Go ahead and babble and yap and be obnoxious through the trailers. Yeah. But once the movie starts, shut the f up. And then the movie starts. There is a zero reduction in what's going on back there. Uh, yeah. Patrons around them begin the shh, shh. Right. Zero reduction, and it's a weird thing about me. I you mean, think one of the kids would be like, guys. Pissing I'm. Off. I'm. You guys that know me pretty well at this point, and I think by now you've figured out that I'm a bit manic and I am unstable. Did you threaten them with a chainsaw? Oh, it's better. <laughs> oh, it's better. Uh, this sense of calm washed over me. I wasn't mad. This sense of calm washed over me, and the then this part. little nugget of joy grew in my heart because I knew the result of my actions. I knew how this was going to end. Please, how Ted Bundy felt. And I was yeah, to, uh, probably. <laughs> I was calm. And satisfied and, 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 you know, kind of spiritually aroused, like, oh, man. Yeah. And I calmly excused myself. I went out into the lobby. I opened the glass case, which contained the chemical version of a fire extinguisher. That's the one that sprays that yellow powder that you can't get out of anything. <laughs> I removed the fire extinguisher from the glass case. I pulled the pin and I started making my way back into the theater. And my plan was to just, excuse me, excuse me, work my way up to these kids and hose them down. I was going to empty the thing on them. Yeah. Because imagine them going home in yellow fire retardant chemicals. What the hell happened to you? Right. This guy at the theater freaked out and sprayed us with his thing and it ruined my phone. 
I was going to destroy their universes yeah. and then calmly set the fire extinguisher down and exit the theater and just go sit in the car until my wife and brother-in-law showed up. <laughs> and I was, it wasn't like I was fantasizing about doing this. It was in progress. So I had the fire extinguisher. I pulled the pin, and I'm making my way back into the theater. Yeah, right. And I'm through fire the fr- in the hole. Oh, dude, I was gonna just. Re- and I was so pleased with myself. Like this was good. This was better than baking a cake for a loved one. This, ah, this is I what God wants. You know? <laughs> and I was through the first doors, making my way through the second doors. When an arm, a hand, aggressively grabbed me and spun me, and it was this little girl with this panic look. And she's like, "What are you doing?" <laughs> so she grabs you what are you doing and i said well there's a bunch of kids talking in the back row and she goes so you grab a fire extinguisher and i said right, yeah. i said uh yeah i'm gonna sort it out and she said with a fire extinguisher and i was like yeah i'm gonna sort it out i'm taking care of your problem put it back Miss, I only need a moment. I mean, I'm still calm. Yeah. I'm like, let go of me. You know, I'm about to lose my virginity. This is great. You know, Miss, I only need a moment. Put it back. And at that point, I'm like a three-year-old that didn't go to go to recess. I'm like, you know, I probably kicked my foot. Oh, shucks. And I'm walking behind her, and she's babbling. And I'm just getting the, what the hell is wrong with you? What kind of person are you? I thought there was a fire. I thought there was a... There was an emergency. You think that? I was just going to sort them out. You know you would have loved it, too. I don't think that's funny. This is going on. I put the thing back in the case. There's a little plastic ring, and I probably would have gotten in trouble because you have to snap that ring. But I put the pin back in. I closed the case. I kind of am shrugging at her like, why are you yelling at me? I'm the coolest guy within six miles of here, and you know it. You want to go out for drinks. I don't know why you're mad. You know in your heart you're loving this. You know you are. Right. So I go back into the theater. At this point, a very upset manager is right on my heels following oh my God. So as we enter the theater, and we're now through the second doors, I did a Pete Townsend whirlwind point. My hand started low, swung high, circled around, and I can be very loud. I went, it's those F's right there! Every head in the theater compressed. Ooh, everyone everyone was a two inches short. <laughs> oh, God! Everyone sunk down. He was like, you guys need to be quiet. You don't know what just happened. You need to be quiet. You have no idea what almost just happened in here. <laughs> And I just roll back to my seat. <laughs> so I sit down between my wife and my brother-in-law, like, what did you who do? both have these looks of, what the hell is going on? And I grab my popcorn, and I start crunching, and I'm smiling. I put my feet up. You know, I'm happy. I'm good. And they're both like, what is going on? And I'm Armageddon almost happened. Dude, and I'm seriously, I am serial killer cool. I'm calm. I'm smiling. I can't wait to see where this You'd already goes. processed everything. You were okay with oh. the rep. Percussions oh, at that point. No, no, no. Dude, I, I, I can. Uh, so then I felt hands on my shoulders hard. It kind of leaned my seat back a bit. So I looked directly up, and it's that manager. And he says, The next time there's a problem, you grab a manager, not a fire extinguisher. <laughs> and I went, Hey, man, I'm not your problem. And he still he looked at me like, This guy's a serious, he's a psychopath. And I, on some levels, I know that clinically I am. And I'm sort of at peace with that. So. He lets go of my shoulders, just baffled by my response, which was, hey, man, I'm not your problem, you know, on my soda. <laughs> and he walks away from the lunatic. <laughs> and my wife turned to Jesus, what did you do? And I'm like, don't talk during the film, honey. <laughs> <laughs>
<laughs> so, oh my god! When the movie can lets somebody please animate dude, that entire yeah, story. Right? This is and turn it into if a cartoon. You doubt me? You contact Bo Heiler in Oregon, or you ask my <laughs> wife, bro. The details prove that there is no way you made this yeah. show. So, yeah, right. No we're way. walking out after really enjoying the film, and I'm in a good mood because to me that was all. Like you say, you enjoy certain types of confrontation. Yeah. Oh man, that was yeah, exhilarating. Was, my soul was a glow. My heart's racing right now. And so my wife's like. What did you do? What? And I told her and Bo the story. Of course, Bo's is in tears. And she's like, you think that's funny? They would have called the cops. I'm like, baby, by the time the police arrived, I would have calmly exited the theater. I'd have been sitting in the car. And she's like, it's a federal offense. I'm like, hon, can you picture those cops trying to keep a straight face? <laughs> As the manager says, these kids wouldn't stop talking, so some a-hole freaked out and hosed him down with a fire extinguisher. The cops would be standing there trying not to laugh. They would be like, I don't yeah, know who he is, right. but I love him. All of a sudden, these kids look like they have jaundice. Yeah, they're like, uh, uh, whoever this guy is, I want to meet him and shake his hand. I know this with the... And they would well, here's our card. If we, you know, we get any leads, you know, obviously I could have never returned to the theater again, and I was at peace with that but right. i imagine these kids going home they would never do that again caked in those fire yeah. retardant chemicals their clothes ruined their hands ruined i mean but tony's like you would have ruined the movie for everyone i'm like until the moment they realized what it is i had done no you would have made i would have been everyone's <laughs> hero everyone would have been the nut bar with the fire extinguisher ruined my movie but I love him. At least a couple times a year, there would be few of those guys sharing that story with somebody oh, for yeah. the rest of their lives. Dude, I'd be a legend. Yes. Billie Jean would have nothing on me, man. <laughs> <laughs> so, I can't even remember how I got on that story, but that is a true story. And I, I swear, it. after yeah, that, right? my brother-in-law never looked at me the same again. I was the coolest guy. I was about to say, instant credit. <laughs> and my wife to this day is like, you're an idiot. You'd have went to jail. I'm like, honey, I'd have been sitting calmly in the car. And you and Bo would have been like, some, was that you? And I'd have been like, I, I don't, I, do you guys want to go get a drink? Yeah. <laughs> Did you do that to those kids? They oh. were crying. Oh, they were crying? Now I've got an oh, erection. You know, man? Yeah. Yo, dude, if anyone asked your brother, like, hey, tell us about Glenn. What's Glenn all about? They'd be like, he's bad today. <laughs> Yeah, I apologize. I can't even remember how I got on that topic. That's awesome. Fine, dude. But, that, was, uh, that was a great story. True story, man. Let's bang through a couple voicemails yeah. and we'll call it a day. Yeah. Here's our uh, second voicemail. Oh, yeah, we played one. Yep. What's up, guys? It's Josh. Just listening to the podcast, and you guys are talking about the new Total Recall versus the old one. I just want to chime in real quick. While the old one is definitely superior. Thank you. Uh, both are based on a short story by Philip K. Dick. Ah, Philip K. Dick. Called mm-hmm. We Can Remember It For You Wholesale. And the original Total Recall is not. Phil Dick? Philip K. Philip Dick. Philip K. Dick. Um, Blade Runner, which I'm yeah. obsessed with. I, I own every version of the film available. Philip K. Dick, he wrote, uh, well, he wrote uh, Do Androids Dream of Electric Sheep. Mm-hmm. He wrote, uh, what was the animated movie? That, a Scanner Darkly. A Scanner Darkly. Which is amazing. That's a really good movie. That's Philip K. Yeah. Dick. It's a great book, too. I'm watching The Man in the High, uh, high Tower, Cast- Man in the High, high Castle right high now, castle, yeah. which was a Philip K. Dick uh, I adaptation. I just enjoyed that his name is Phil Dick. Uh, yeah, Philip K. Dick. <laughs> um, incredible <laughs> author. Yeah. To being... Uh, up to the standards of the short story, and they kind of just take the idea of him being a secret agent and then kind of screw it all. <laughs> oh, we lost him. What'd you do? Oh, we lost no, him. No, I just... I don't know if it's the, our voicemail. What'd you do, man? Or, yeah, I totally you, just... Well, you I, have, I fire extinguished him. <laughs> <laughs> you have three minutes to put out something. Yes. So... Um, Maybe Call back just, and continue, bro. Yeah, yeah, we look forward to the rest of your story. Steve's the only one <laughs> laughing about the author's name. Rev and I are like, oh, yeah, we're <laughs> yeah, punching yeah, it yeah. in. Dude. Yeah, we know yeah, about that guy. We both own a scanner darkly. Yeah. 
Here's our next voicemail. I'm going to figure this out. Hey, guys. I uh, was calling in. uh, Wanted to say first off, Rev, I'm sorry, man. We're calling you PB too much. Yeah, Halloween's over. Stop it. Uh, oh, pumpkin cool. butt. Yeah, way to go, dude. Yeah. Uh, what did you know, do that I, for? I, I didn't understand what PB was at first. I'm like, peanut butter? No. Hey, peanut butter. What's up, peanut butter? <laughs> Got a lashing. So, well, uh, love you, Rev. Oh, oh I thank think you. I think he said uh, someone gave him a tongue lashing. Second. Uh, so, Coed is your intro. Uh, if if I could, I'm a huge fan of the band. Uh, if I could name some songs for at least one that you guys could listen to, uh, the final cut. Uh, Steve, I know you're not a huge Pink Floyd fan, but it's it got a very uh, one of my favorite Floyd albums. A very Pink Floyd, if not Zeppelin, since I've been loving you. Uh, start off. It's a great song, man. No, I just want to make it clear. I don't hate Pink Floyd. I just hate hearing Pink Floyd at 7 in the morning on, the, mm-hmm. on our well, show. They mm-hmm. need to, like, it's too sleepy for me. I, mm-hmm. And people will freak out, but Dark Side's probably among my least favorite, unless you go way back to some of the early Sid Barrett stuff. Yeah. Um, part of that, I think, has to do with, we don't ever need to hear money played on the air again. Pink yep. Floyd recorded a lot of material. Comfortably numb. Okay, I get it. You got to spin the hits. We've heard Rooster a million times too. Mm-hmm. But just give me a break with money. Just give it See, a break. When I hear "Wish I You like Were the Here," intro. I like the intro to it. But and that's about it's just it's just it. been done and then been done. Mm-hmm. And even when Velvet Revolver covered "Money," I'm like, of all the songs to cover, why would you cover the one that no one will stop playing? I mean, guys, <laughs> I love you, and you did a great job. But it's like, man, you 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 yeah. you, you made a wheel of the wheel. Why? Right, you covered um, it. You know, um, t- but anyway, uh, the final cut, that was the last album they did. Um, it, the, Gilmore was all about songcraft, and Waters was all about lyrical content. And it began. Oh, yeah, this is an incredible song. I don't have the Coheed version, so we'll listen to some of the uh, Pink oh, Floyd this is version. Incredible. I could see Coheed covering, though, Pink Floyd. They're, they're so good at that stuff, I too. Just, I just, I love Pink Floyd. Well, I, I recommend the final cut. It's, it's. The album after the wall, and to me, it's as good as the wall. It's incredible. I like listening to Pink Floyd though as like an actual album. You know what I mean? Like from oh, beginning yeah. to end, I could sit and enjoy Pink Floyd. I think Pink Floyd's an awesome band. Well, that was my I experience. Don't like, with, with, I don't like it when they're like going. To, I don't like the singles. Yeah, because typically they're slower. I'm not a fan of slow music in the morning. That's just my opinion. I, but I don't you. pick the songs that we play well, on our show. Flo- uh, to me, what? Floyd, I play Rage Against the Machine all morning. But you don't play. You don't pick the music, and you don't f your dog. I know. What the hell? <laughs> the truth has been exposed. I thought you worked in radio. <laughs> Dog effort. But I love the sound of Pink Floyd. It's just... But this album, to me, like the final cut, that was a period of my life when I would put on cans and listen to a record. And, yeah, this this album is incredible. Emotional as hell. It's an incredible record, dude. That was Glenn showing up to that guy's house. <laughs> I'm kidding. Want to S talk to me on Facebook again? <laughs> yeah, that that was the last album they did as as Pink Floyd. And, and I mean, my understanding of it as a fan that that's not burrowed in too deep. Someone's probably going to call and just correct the hell out of me, which is fine. But um, Waters was obsessed with the lyric. The songs were just a vehicle for the lyrics. He was mm-hmm. all about the lyrical content and what goes on in the final cut album is remarkable. Um, Gilmore was more dude songcraft. Let's really focus on the songs. The songs aren't just a background 
for these lyrics. Let's, and I think that was the beginning of the creative strife that that eventually pulled those two. Which apart. is sad because that's also probably the creative strife that made the band yeah. interesting. I think it pulled them apart as artists. Which yeah. was David was very obsessed with songcraft, and Waters was more obsessed with creative expression. Bummed that a few weeks ago. Um, I didn't. I never mentioned this, but we were, all, we were this close. Um, we were going to have Roger Waters ca- call in. Oh. To the mix cast <laughs> when <laughs> the, the tour was announced, but the timing didn't work out. But how cool would that have been? Yeah, like, man. But I know that when pe- people are like, "Oh, you don't like Pink Floyd," it's like I think me. You just heard money too many times. Uh, yeah, yeah. You know, yeah, pretty much. Animals is an incredible record. Wish you were here is an incredible record. And one of the more um, recent records, and I mean, not recent. That was like that the one after Division ago. Bell. I can't remember. After I, can't I honestly remember. quit. I mean, I hate to be that way, I, but I quit buying. Floyd Records, uh, Momentary Lapse is the last one I really got That's into. And that was all David Gilmore songcraft yep. at the time, but I loved Momentary Lapse of Reason. And I liked a lot of uh, Waters solo stuff, too, from that same era. There was the, what was it, the Hitch uh, Guide to Hitchhiking or something. It has Eric Clapton on it, some of the best guitar playing Clapton's Bird is the word. ever done. <laughs> bird is the word. That's right. Yeah. yeah. That was his song. As I said, he was obsessed with lyrical content. And birds. And he realized and that the bird, bird was, in fact, the word. Put a bird on it. <laughs> I just wanted to make sure people understood that. Uh, hey, guys. I uh, was calling in. Uh, wanted to say first off, Rev. I'm sorry. Oh, wait. We already heard that one. Yeah, we heard that one, man. I got something that's been bothering me. Oh, here ah. we go. And it's these kids who buy these old cop cars, these recommissioned cop cars, <laughs> these old Crown Vicks, the Caprice. Uh, I'm they're cheap. They're cheap at auction, but you yeah, see them and you flinch because they still have the spotlights on them. Like, oh god! Mm-hmm. Oh god! Oh god! Oh god! And it's some dude blasting hip hop. And it's always uh, some ass. I almost said the rest of that word, <laughs> following you on the freeway, and they got like a cap on, so it looks like there's a damn mm. cop behind you because it's a damn get light. It. It's a great car. They're they stoutly built. They're you know, I don't know what the mileage is because they they sell the Harley Davidsons too after a couple hundred thousand miles. Our boy Mike Squires had one of the you Harley can, dude cop ones, and he told a story once. Police with, interceptor right on the triple tree. If you look down on it, yeah. well, yeah, he pulls up and he was like, he showed up to like a, a biker bar, and they saw him pull up, and they're just like, we we don't like cops here. And he's like, I'm not a cop. But like, you got a cop Harley? I bought the bike at and auction. Like, I bought it at an auction. Like, all right. Uh, but at first they were like, we don't like you because yeah. they thought you were they thought you were a cop. Yeah. But that's they, they sell those Crown Vicks on the cheap. I think you can get them mm-hmm. for. Bro, know. there's like Facebook groups dedicated. I know somebody. It's like a, like it's like a really well built car with a yep. great engine, and if it was maintained, and it probably was really well maintained yeah. by the city. Yeah. And now you can buy one for seven hundred bucks, and that's why they're everywhere. But I, we didn't mean to cut off your message, bro. We all just immediately were like, oh, oh, I know, oh, dude, you know, like yeah, yeah, yeah. Classic. You know, cars that were distinctly used to be a cop car before. Yep. You know, change it up. Take that big spotlight off, yes. repaint it, yep. you know, better yet, drive something that doesn't look like a cop car. Yep. You know? You can get a Honda for 500 bucks. Everybody thinks you're... <laughs> Knock it off! <laughs> Knock it off! <laughs> Dude, they should have to remove the the, the flash that, that, that put like a spotlight, Batman symbol on it, or something. That yeah. way you can like, or a smiley face. Yeah, yeah, a smiley face. I've seen a lot of them around Seattle. People turn them into umbrella corp 
uh, cars That's from funny. Resident Evil. That's I've funny. seen blazers oh, and cop cars, and it literally all d- with rotators on the top and everything, and it's Umbrella Corp. And I'm like, I love you. I love everything about you. <laughs> that is genius. And you'll see them. It's like Zombie Squad and stuff mm-hmm. with all the Umbrella Corp Resident Evil logos, rotators, uh, CB antennas, the works. It's we like a, a tactical vehicle. We had a listener that I love it. That, that will trick out cars to look like uh, from the movie Mad Max. Yeah. Oh, so cool. Can yeah. you hook me up with a 73 Ford Falcon XBGT, bro? Please, oh, with a Y and high rise blower on it, please. I'm sure, if, you know, <laughs> for the right amount of money, I'm, I'm sure he could. I went through. You can find those cars for around 10k, but then to get them shipped from Australia here is a bit of a challenge. Mm-hmm. That car was uh, only available in Australian and European markets. It's an Australian it's muscle usually car. cheaper just to move to Australia. Yeah, 73 Ford Falcon <laughs> XBGT. I we had a Ford, uh, not Australian one, but a Falcon that yeah. you know a stateside Falcon. I remember because my grandpa let me drive it, and that was the car that caught fire when I tried to start it one morning. That's problematic. <laughs> yeah, 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 a little bit. And I was like, I'm not driving that car anymore. He's like, all right, fine. And he drove it home afterwards. And I'm like, you're a brave person. You know, if the flames get high, you just get out. Yeah, right? Right? <laughs> all right, voicemail. Hi, I work with a bunch of big guys. And she a porn star. I, I was just going like to say, big, I like can't big, believe you big, beat me to it, dude. Like big, I, I don't know if you were watching, Rev, but immediately uh, Steve and I's eyes looked right at each other like, who's going to make the porn star joke first? <laughs> this guy. <laughs> what schmucks? <laughs> I'm about the only girl on the area that I work with, and I'm tired of seeing gross butt cracks all day long. Right. Well, maybe Aww. she is a porn star. Yeah, this isn't helping our joke. Look to the left, there's a butt crack. Look to the right, there's a butt crack. I'm tired of every time I look around, there's big fat template looking back at me. Thanks. Okay, honey. Oh, go ahead, Rev. Go well, ahead. I was just going to say, my best friend has that same problem. He wears a belt and doesn't know how to use it. Like, <laughs> and, it and, it's, and it's not even like it's subtle. It's he'll like bend down or squat down to do something, and it's 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 like a door opens up, and his butt is just <laughs> all there, and he's okay with it. It's not even like, like, like I'll call is. him out. I'll like throw pencils at it, you know, like th- like just to try to see if I can score, and it's. It's terrible. And he's just like, yeah, it's what it is. Dude, we were trying to put up some uh, wallpaper in my house. Yeah, because we live in the 70s again. Uh, <laughs> Got any paneling? I know, right? <laughs> and so I had my boy Munson come over because I'm like, I have no idea how to approach this because I had to work it around a sink. I'm like, I'm watching these videos on YouTube. It's stressing me out. And he does a lot of, he does he does home improvements. And he's like, I, I just keep usually, sniffing the glue. Right. He's like, I don't usually do wallpapers, but I'm sure we can figure it out together. So he comes over and we're trying to figure it all out. And it turns out I had the wrong kind of glue and it, oh, it's poo. a giant headache, but whatever. So I'm like, Elmer's down, didn't work. No. <laughs> Stick kind. I thought it would work just paste. fine. He ate most of the paste, and so he couldn't get the wallpaper up. My poop has never been more together, though. Wow, it's amazing. So I'm down below trying to like put some of the glue down. Munson's like, I don't know if you're a very good wallpaper, but you have the making of a great plumber. Based on my, crack. my ass is just showing serious crap. So oh, I'm gonna give her my advice. It's a game we used to play in high school called Insert Cold Dime, Watch Him Wiggle. Yeah. And if you spl- yeah. if you spotted plumber's crack, what you do is you take your milk carton and you'd put the dime under it and then you'd eat your meal without touching that milk carton. It would refrigerate the dime and you just put the coin in the slot, honey. That's and awesome. I guarantee you, if you insert cold dime, watch him wiggle or you can upgrade if you have tweezers and lighter to the hot dime. 
<laughs> um, but you do that for a while, and these guys will give you grief about it. Burn the hairs. You know, they'll give you grief about it and be like, well, look, you know, buy longer shirts, tuck your shirt in. I'm tired Undershirts of I love you. or something, you the know. Dear coworker, I love you. I think you're a sweet guy. I'm tired of looking at your butt crack. You got to do it while I'm overweight or whatever. I understand. Buy a longer shirt, buy an XL, tuck it in. Yep. Until that, insert cold dime, watch him wiggle. You can just stick a pencil in there, too. Yeah, it's exactly just drop the pencil, pencil straight holder. down and just mm-hmm. bloop. And I'm telling you, don't burn anyone, but we can call it a warm, insert warm dime. Yeah, it's not flaming hot. Tweezers and a lighter will sort out a lot of problems. <laughs> I love that they, these are our options that we're giving you. At no point has any of us said, just talk to your coworker and say, hey, guy. <laughs> no, you're doing a lot of butt crack. It, it, it's past that point with guys. Like, if you're doing it at it's the past workplace. That point. We haven't even talked to them yet. But no, it's past, no, it's past yeah. it. You, They've you, been doing it for years at this point. You called us. You didn't expect us to be reasonable. <laughs> <laughs> Says Glenn, the man who use a fire extinguisher. On teenagers and go to a man's house and crush his face. In. Yeah, right. Yes. I was pretty mad. I don't want. I don't want to be in a physical confrontation. The guy really hurt my feelings. Yeah. Man. I agree with you. Uh, also, just, no, I'll hold him down. Yeah, I'm coming with you. I'm sorry I went dark there for a moment. No, the rest of the program has been so fun. I, that's what I think. I, I think that me personally, and I'm speaking on behalf of all of our listeners. I think that's what they enjoy about our podcast is we are three dudes that like to crack each other up. Crack some jokes, but every once in a while we might go down the dark road. Might go down the dark road. And you know I what? got my feelings hurt, and all I could think about was physical violence. But I, I think because I was raised in Appalachia, and I'm mentally unbalanced. Yeah, I'm just unbalanced. I'm unhinged as a person, man. But we're just like everybody else. <laughs> yeah, you know what I mean. Like if someone's listening. Well, I'm not trying like, to have kids. Well, I am. <laughs> <laughs> it's not going well. Steve, you got to kick up that mantle for everyone here, man. I'm sorry, I, I'm unhinged. I put in the work know? last night. I feel like last night might have been it. Wow. Is she doing the thing where she pulls her knees up to her chest and rolls around and stuff like no. Maude Lebowski? Afterwards. That's what I was about to say. Where did I see that? Oh, yeah, yeah the Big Lebowski. It, it helps with conception. He spits his white Russian out. Hey, there's a couple things you need to know about the dude. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, have you, has she seen the Big Lebowski? Uh, briefly. She fell yeah. on it. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Just that, that scene in particular. <laughs> yeah. You know, can yeah. I call her your lady friend until she's great with child? Yes. Okay, cool. <laughs> she's not my girlfriend. She's my lady friend. Stay away from my lady friend. It's my lady wife. I'm friend. just helping her consider. Steve, man. <laughs> All right, here's another voicemail. Hey, guys, I got something that really bugs the hell out Uh-oh. of me. Uh, what, well, I bring my lunch to work, and every day I take it out of the refrigerator, unwrap it, get it back to my desk, start eating it. And then you always got that one guy that comes by, hey, hey, what are you eating? It's peanut butter and jelly, man. It's not a filet. You can see it's in between two pieces of bread. What? I'm not going to give you any. So what are you? What do you care? What I put into my body? It could be a sandwich. I don't care as long as they I'm are delicious poop sandwiches. <laughs> I'm eating it. Leave me alone. You don't need to know what it is. I don't ask you what you're eating. Stop asking me what I'm eating. I don't get that often, but I do get the if I'm here at like three o'clock in the afternoon, like sometimes happens. Somebody and it's a certain person that doesn't work for our station, works for one of our sister stations. Will happen to walk by, pop his head, and go, "You're here late." Yeah, people and I'm are- like, "Yeah," and then starts talking to me about why am I here so late? I'm like, "You realize by talking to me, you're delaying my exit, you're making me late, right. man." Like, <laughs> yes, and you're making me later. For, for our last <laughs> caller in the realm of keeping things reasonable, I want to offer another mix cast reasonable solution. Okay. Here's what you do. Instead of the single sandwich, you make a secondary sandwich. The secondary sandwich will be Ziploc bagged as well, but will actually be a poo sandwich. <laughs> and when he says, hey man, what you eating? You can tell him whatever you like. Um, say, dude, it's it's this great um, a Nutella spread meat paste sandwich. or whatever. Oh, um, I've got two. You want wow. one. Just and then you. you can give him the poo sandwich. He'll probably never ask you what you're eating again. 
Or, or if he finishes it, you can know that that person is unhinged, and maybe we have got a spot for him here yeah, on the Mixcast. Yeah. And my more unreasonable Terrible advice bread. for you when that happened, you could close your door while you have lunch, and you won't have to worry oh, about it. No, I'm picturing you a, close I'm, the door on them as I'm picturing a cubicle farm, dude. Yeah, it's a, people oh, are walking yeah, by. Right. He's in a call center or a cubicle farm. Um you could put up like a little privacy shield, like make a make a privacy a lunch privacy shield. Warning: human eating. Yeah, leave him when alone. When I when I get over, I just like what are you eating? Food, like just yeah. done, just food. Leave me alone. What do you mean? food? Your oh, kids. <laughs> Your I soul. ground them up. If you keep talking yeah. to me, here's another voicemail. <laughs> hey guys, man, I love that. Uh... Intro for that voicemail. I've never called before. That's oh, I always forget we have. What's uh, the intro for the voicemail? Can you call our voicemail? What are you eating? I don't remember it. <laughs> Beep. It's, it's Road Warrior Animal from uh, the, <laughs> oh, the, yeah, the WWE WWF days. We interviewed him, and uh, we shared a story. I don't know if you know this. It's actually a pretty cool story that uh, the Rock on KSW when you hear ninety nine point nine, the Rock. Yeah, that's Road Warrior Hawk from the WWF days back in the day. Really. Dave, Sergeant Hair Club, also a wrestling fan, when he used to work in Chicago, Road Warrior Hawk, I guess, used to pop in from time to time because they're from Chicago. He's like, hey, man, if I give you some money, can you read all these lines? Because Dave worked at a rock station in Chicago, and one of the lines was The Rock. And he got it all done. Well, Dave eventually ended up here in Seattle, brought it with him. That rock is only exclusive to Sergeant Hair Club. Oh, that's so cool. He paid for it. He owns it. He decided to use it on KSW. It's become an iconic part of the oh, yeah. KSW that's, imaging. That's the rock. Right. Yeah, and, man. And that's all that's Road Warrior so Hawk, cool. who's no longer with us. So when we interviewed Road Warrior Animal, I mentioned that to him, and he really geeked out about that part. He's like, that's pretty cool. That's that really my cool, My brother's man. voice continues. To... Not, not birth brother, but like they were brothers. Yeah, brother, yeah, yeah, brother. Sure, sure. Brother, brother. So uh, <laughs> the numbers, uh, if you don't remember, it's 253-271-4787. That's our voicemail line. And so we asked him to record a voicemail greeting for us that we, uh, at one point, I think even used as the intro for the show. Uh, but this is our voicemail greeting. If anyone hasn't called the Migs cast, this is what, I have no idea what it even says. For all I know, it still says the Rev STP dials cast. a number from memory. So you reach 1-800. probably Hot is. girls. I hope I get it right. Yeah, I have no idea what it for even says For a bag tickle, anymore. press 1. It probably says the STP cast, and we've been, yeah. Like, well. Gosh. Does he even Hello, name you've it? reached Steve the producer. <laughs> yeah, I could say that too. I hope it doesn't because I don't want to get rid of it. Why won't this guy answer? Oh, wait. I forget how long this takes. Can't you set it to less rings? Hello. Hello. No, this ain't Steve. It's the animal one after the world famous tag team, the Road Warriors. Every time you want to hear about wrestling, listen to Steve. Leave it now. Oh, that's it. Yeah. Hey, Steve. Hi, Steve. It's mostly inaudible. It's us. You know what really grinds my gears? Come on, tell us. <laughs> <laughs> Those guys on the MIGS cast, you're laughing one minute, then the next minute they're all like, oh, someone made fun of me, boo-hoo, poor me. Right. And then <laughs> it is a fire extinguisher yeah. salesperson. I do not take this very lightly. Please <laughs> discontinue your hey. fire extinguisher abuse. One of them is so unprofessional, he'll just leave and go poop, but the other one is having sex with his dogs, and the other one's threatening violence to people who write funny comments you on know, his Facebook page. I want you to know that the world of vacuum cleaner sales is dangerous, which is why I'm armed, and I don't appreciate you making fun of the peril that I put myself through as a vacuum cleaner salesman. <laughs> Love the show. <laughs> Stay positive. 
All right, let's finish this voicemail. We're gonna we're gonna forget about that. We will. It'll be like my <laughs> drunken message. <laughs> <laughs> oh no, we did that. Like, Those guys sound familiar. <laughs> Anyways, uh, just calling to uh, give you guys a little verbal BJ. Yeah, <laughs> my name is like uh, Jeremiah from Puyallup. Um Just wanted to let you guys know you guys are. Uh, oh, I thought you said Jebediah. I'm like, is it my buddy that from Plattsburgh? <laughs> <laughs> my hippie friend. <laughs> Doing an awesome job, Thank Steve. You. Man, you're a. Uh, Great guy. I've met you a few times, uh, most recently down when you guys did the uh, thing at Luigi's. And uh, you're just an admirable person, man. Oh, thanks. Um, nice. Rev, I uh, met you. Uh, you actually are a friend of mine. Um, your old roommate, or your old... Uh, your old... Uh, mm-hmm. uh, uh, mm-hmm. The meat trunk delivery guy. Mm-hmm. Oh, nice. Keep me... Ho- did we what lose the hell happened? Did you pause it? <laughs> did we lose him? Ah. Dude, the suspense. I guess it's like the Facebook friend? Call back, bro. Yeah, All right, we got one more voicemail. Maybe it's him. I hope so. Hey, guys. This is Jeremiah again. I'm hey, that jackass Jeremiah. that uh, just <laughs> left the voicemail and got cut off. Uh, it was Road Warrior Animal. He cut you off. <laughs> yeah. We're not happy about it either, dude. I uh, don't know what happened on my end, but my mic went out. Uh, kept talking, realizing that I must have done something. Anyhow, um, I was saying, Rev, I know your uh, your old landlord, uh, not your roommate, but uh, anyway, Christy, she talks about you all the time. And, uh, oh, yeah. What a great guy you are, and uh, sure enough, she's right. Met you, and you're a nice guy. Uh, Glenn, man, I love uh, listening to your stories. I think he's about to go, Glenn, you jerk. <laughs> <laughs> I hate you. Yeah. <laughs> <sighs> Sorry, bro. I posted a funny picture on your oh. Facebook page, and you deleted it. Man, and not, I and, not, and then it you again. ran your mouth about how mad you were. Oh, man, so I'm venting. I apologize. <laughs> Um, you're a great addition to the podcast, Hell yeah. and uh, you're uh, you're an awesome guy, man. And I uh, bought tickets for this week's show. Yeah, uh, be great. I don't know if uh, you know how these smaller gigs work, but maybe I'd get a chance to run into you and say hi. I guarantee uh, it, dude. I'll be shake hands with a true rock star. <laughs> oh, Make, do not not say hi to Glenn. Yeah, dude. I'll be out in the crowd all night. Um, I'm trying to get on the wagon. Actually, do I'm trying to drink a lot less. Believe it or not, so Glenn I'll, will be drunk, but still say hi to him. I'm a shot. Nice. Yeah. Say hey, what's up? Glenn? Hopefully, I'll be having a beer. I'm trying to swear off of liquor, actually. So, um, but I'm never the dude. How's that your wife feel out. about that? Huh? Hey, She's in it. We're, no, we're in it together. <laughs> <laughs> we're in it together. This was a pact we made together, I like her and it. I. But um, yeah, dude, I'll be out in the crowd watching the show, BSing with people all night. That's that's my my shtick. I, I love to be at shows. I love to meet people. I love to be out and about. I don't hide in the back. I'm just no. not wired that way. Um, I'm Except for when I'm drunk looking for you at midfest. <laughs> I was probably drunk looking for you. We yes. just kept missing each other. It was like a bad rom-com. But, um, yeah, dude, please come up and say hi. Uh, I'm the farthest thing in the world from a real rock star. And, um, dude, hug and a handshake, and I'll, I'll buy you a drink. And What's the deets on your show Watch again? you drink it. That is December 2nd right. at the Tractor, and that's uh, Matt Friday Coke. Night. Oh, yeah. The Overnight Sensations birthday it's party. It's birthday. Yeah. I'm going. Um, yeah. Yeah, uh, I've got to talk to you. Uh, yeah, I've got you on the list plus I one. I put you on. The, I'm going to submit the the list to Matt. It's kind of Matt's show, but we're definitely trying to make it. But Michelle's getting a tattoo that day. Ooh, so uh, don't slap her, her on the back when she shows getting up. Getting her tattoo finished, and it's a huge back piece. So it's <sighs> everyone we got to play it by ear. Yeah. Uh, yeah, if you don't show up, it's yeah. Dude, just know that I've got you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and yeah, the show's incredible, man. It's uh, you're the Cobra, Mother Crone, Woodshed, Ten Miles Wide, Window Pane. Am I missing an artist? Please tell me I'm not. Good. Six? Was that six? You're the Cobra, Mother Crone, Woodshed, 10 Miles Wide, Window Pane. I'm missing an artist. I'm mm. a jerk. Um, um, is it, uh, oh, it's uh, Phil Dick. 
It's not Philip K. Dick, man. No? No. Actually, it He'll is. He'll be doing a dramatic right, reading from Beyond the Grave. I'll play the rest of this voicemail while you look. Um, I'm on it. But I'm on lately, it. you know, I've been going through some rough times uh, with my old lady, uh, finding out that she's, you know, banging her doctor, which is not fun. And oh, wow. dude. Um, I just want to quickly add, and I'm really kicking myself because they're one of my favorite bands, Devils Hunt Me Down. Oh, oh yeah, my gosh. Oh, yeah. I love those guys. Uh, yeah, it's an incredible bill. So, window pane 10 miles wide, Mother Crone, Devils Hunt Me Down, uh, Year of the Cobra, and Woodshed. It's a, it's a scary, sick bill, and I feel really bad. Talking about that after what you just yeah, said, I mean, bro. Let's, uh, let's play that again. In order to shake hands with a true rock star. Um, but lately, you know, I've been going through some rough times uh, with my old lady, uh, finding out that she's, you know, banging her doctor, which is not fun. And uh, oh, man. also finding out that my dad and my mom are uh, both dealing with, with some pretty serious health issues between oh. the two of them. So, uh, listen. Oh, it cut him off. No. Nope. If you guys actually brings me up and uh, uplifts my spirits and, uh, you know, your stories and your guys' uh, knowledge and music and everything is just uh, it's kind of inspiring, man, and I uh, just appreciate it. You know, you guys- dude, thank you. Oh, dude. Um, yeah. I don't even know how to wrap my head around. A, I hope your parents are going to be better. Yeah. And hopefully there's a light at the tu- end of the tunnel. I don't know what's going on, but. That's scary stuff, I- too, because you're powerless when that goes on with family members. I've been through that mm-hmm. quite dude, a the, bit. The, the, in our neighborhood last night, there was a fire, a uh, couple fire trucks, an ambulance, and it was in front of the old couple that lives oh, across the street no, from us. And yeah. we kept waiting to see. We didn't want to be nosy, but you know, obviously. Yeah, is everything was, okay? But it's like, gosh. Yeah. Like, I mean, they're here too long. It's like, that's got to be the weirdest, awfulest feeling. Yeah. Um, and then the, the thing with your wife and her doctor. Oh, dude. Like, that doesn't even seem... Well, there's well, definitely there's, not professional. There's all kinds Ethical. of things. Like, dude, that's 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 crushing. And then, of course, the timing of it with your family as well. But it's one of those things, like, I don't know how long terrible. you and her have been together or how long you've been married. But it's one of those things that when that kind of thing goes down, um, once you get on the other side of the pain, you'll realize that that individual sort of did you a favor because apparently they were no good. Mm-hmm. And you know what I mean? You you Love never really goes away. It just changes. Um but at some point, you'll be on the other side of that, and you'll be able to reflect back and be like, you know, you know, I miss her. I'll always love her. But if that's the kind of person she was and the level of betrayal involved, um, I'm glad I was done a favor to be free of her. And that won't come for a while, bro. <laughs> Steve. <laughs> but, um, dude, come Friday and have a great time with all of us, and we'll forget. That's because that's what shows are about. Let's just forget everything else that's going on in your life. Come down to the show. I'll give you a bunch of window pane swag. Uh, a really pretty lady named Kathy Cooper will cuss me out for giving away my stuff for free. She's our merch girl. <laughs> you know, so you're costing yourself money. Yeah, but it's my money. Yeah, but I'm working. Yeah, so she's going to give me a hard time <laughs> because she loves us. You know what I mean? But uh, I'll give you some discs and I'll buy you a drink. And uh, dude, trust me, um, we don't know each other, but you'll be among family. Hell yeah. You'll I'll be among be family, dude. High fives, hugs, yeah. all that fun stuff. Drinks abound. And we'll, we'll get the geek out about music and all that good stuff. Yep. But make sure you say, definitely, obviously, say hi so you can meet Glenn. But come if you see me, me please yes, say hey. hi as well. Yeah, come um, find us, dude. And that's this Friday night at this the Tractor Tavern. The tractor. Yeah. Get your tickets in advance because 
just based on interest alone on Facebook. It's probably going to sell out. I think cap yeah. of that room is only 332 or right. something. Uh, it's going to sell out. So get your tickets yeah, get if your you tickets, haven't gotten bro. them already. And I, he left a, a bunch of other stuff on the voicemail, but we're really, I just looked at the clock. I have a meeting to go into in about three minutes. <laughs> it's Sorry, man. I, no. I hijacked the show. <laughs> I, I, I thoroughly enjoyed this podcast. No, the, the roller coaster of emotions is what this podcast yeah. is all about. And I think our, our, our Titanic douches experienced that in their life as well. Yeah. So we just kind of are. I regret it now. You know, it's like, I wish I hadn't have brought that up. But, you know, like I said, when you were talking about what you were talking about, it triggered that. And I'm like, it's man, real, man. I wanted to share it just because yeah, it made me so just angry and hurt, you know. But on well, the other side of that, they're spraying teenagers with fire extinguishers and masturbating your pets. So, <laughs> you know. <laughs> I did cover a lot. We did. I'm trying to, like, in my head, I'm like, what do we even title this podcast? Oh, man. I'm like, I don't even know. Three guys trapped in a room. <laughs> there we go. That's the name of it. Write that down. I don't have a pen, but I'll try and remember it, and I'll probably forget it by the time oh, I load this. Man. All right. Well, we'll get out of here. Uh, thank you, everybody, for listening, as always. Next week, I think our boys, uh, Levi and Lion Pride Music, nice. are swinging by. Nice. They've got some crazy stuff going on in the very near future of course. Uh, with that old-school <laughs> hip-hop show that's at the Tacoma Dome, I think oh. on the 16th and 17th of December, if memory serves me correct. But we'll talk to them about that next week. Also, we got some good emails that we didn't even get to, so we'll save those for next week as well. Glenn, we'll see you on Friday December night. December 2nd at the Tractor, man. That's right. See you guys there. Matt Koch's big birthday party. That's Ted right. Smith's going to be there. Oh, oh nice. It's going to be a good night. I'd imagine. Uh, I think Vicky B's going to try and make it out. Incredible bands. Every single band is so exciting and cool, man. I'm really stoked to be a part of it. And windowpane. Uh, <laughs> except for those guys. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. You can just leave after 10 miles wide, man. Whatever, man. I I can't wait to see you guys live, and I'm actually going to be in way better shape. We're mentally. playing two new songs. <laughs> nice. Two yeah. Yeah. That's going to be awesome. And we're dusting off some stuff we haven't played live in like seven years, too. Hell yeah. Uh, so we'll see you on Friday night. Friday night. Thank you for listening. We'll be back next week. Rev, love you, brother. Oh, thank you. Yes. I don't even get to love you back. Oh, I you're love like, you, man. You're like my He's got wife, a thermometer. I first told her I loved her, and her response was, thanks? <laughs> Question mark? Stay positive. It's because you didn't have the music. Jerk. Play this song. Pain. Much better. Yeah. Are we still tracking? Yeah. This is the best show ending ever. Yeah. <laughs> Red's love hurts. It does. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.